like Joe Rogan has. No, that's a bad spot. Let's see. Joe Rogan has that Jamie character on his podcast. Yep. All he has to do is sit down and be like, "Hey, Jamie, we good?" And he's like, "Yep." Yep. Yep. You just you need a Jamie. I do. It's, you need a Jamie. It's just that I'm poor and not a millionaire <laughs> like Joe Rogan. Well, I mean, he had to start somewhere, though, right? He used to be his own Jamie. Very. Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, he's always been not rich, but kind of rich. He did yeah. Fear Factor. He's yeah, been on right. TV shows. He's had money. Yeah. So I don't know if he had Jamie from the get-go, but if he didn't, good for you. Joe Rogan, great job. He, I mean, he, yeah, absolutely. It's he, does a great, he does a great job. Yes, this is my shop. I like it. You know how many times I pass by here all the time and I never once noticed the sign till today? And I was like, really? how long has this been here? So how long have you been here? Six months. Oh, okay. Not so that long. Not- yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I grew up here. Like, we all grew up. Yeah. South Chitawaga? Uh, I was in West Seneca. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a Southie. I grew up in South Chitawaga. Got, got on that, that fine edge to go to West Seneca there East. There you go. Otherwise, yeah. I'd have been at Chitawaga. I was literally middle. right on the corner of, uh, like, Seneca and Transit. Where the Altons is. That's Seneca. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep, right on so the you're street. way into West Seneca. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is my old hood, man. There you go. The West I Seneca mean, border. My grandma lived over here off of uh, Harlem in the Love, Lovejoy area. Yeah. So like this whole route right here used to be the, every time going to grandma's house. Harlem Road is by far one of the easiest. I can't believe it took me until like just last year to realize how central Harlem Road is. Mm-hmm. You can get all the way to the South Towns, all the way to the North Towns, with very minimal lights and a pretty much straight line of traffic. You can there's actually a few roads. So I moved out to Lockport, right? So Lockport? Yeah. Property taxes are super cheap. So I could get more bang for my buck as far as how big of a house I got. Yeah. So I moved out there. Yeah. Uh I was also work I was closer to work there as uh, well. Okay. And then they sold the building like oh, nine no. months after I bought the house. So I was oh, like, all right, no. whatever. Uh but I work from home now, so it all worked out. Yeah. Uh, but I used to live like I said, Seneca and Transit, so at, like borderline West Seneca Elma right yeah. there. So there, you can go Transit all the way up, but that's also a crap ton of lights. That's, that's, Transit was my road until Walmart, Delta Sonic, oh, yeah. all these new lights. Came. That was a nice stretch between mm-hmm. French and Broadway. Of yeah. Really no traffic, no lights. Yeah. And 50 miles an hour. And then all them stores came in. And yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the old days? I do. I do remember it's, the old days. We're, we're not that old, but we can remember I some mean, old days. I mean, we're like in a weird generation where like old is like not that far along though. I know. I know. We're mm-hmm. getting, I had uh, my guest yesterday and I was saying how I'm at that age where I'm starting to realize why my dad did all the things he did, why he said the things he said. And now I can empathize so much more with people who are alcoholics, drug addicts, miserable, mm. angry. Preach. Yeah, right? And it's like, oh my God, I totally, like, not to say that I support the Unabomber, but I could like, I get where anger comes from when you or get like, screwed in a situation and then it's like, you just gotta. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you have a newfound like understanding of like, oh, you know what? I I cannot I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. I can see why somebody would lose it in the middle of a store. I can see it. 
Thank you. You get it a lot more. Thank you. It's not that crazy. No, it's crazy not. doesn't <laughs> crazy doesn't seem as crazy as you get older. No, it really doesn't. Because like you're like, I get it. I know why somebody would lose their shit. Like, right? I just get it. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm not saying it's okay to lose your shit. Do your best. To you're right. I'm not condoning any kind of potato <laughs> behavior, right. anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I you get could, it. I as I get older and older and older, just more of an appreciation. And, and the guest I had on yesterday, he's like a counselor. It's, He's not a psychologist. He's like, he's got his master's degree. So mm-hmm. he, he's a therapist. He talks to people all day, every day. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget. So I was working on his house and we got into this long, hour long conversation. He's like, you're a contractor? And I'm like, yeah, I'm also a human dude. But we got into this conversation of sympathy versus empathy. Mm. And how they're not the same thing, even remotely, if you really dig into it. And I didn't know because I'm an idiot. That I was like, empathy, sympathy, same thing. Like you just no. feel bad for people. Yeah. But sympathy is feeling bad for somebody, and empathy is feeling bad with them. Yeah. Like under, like feeling. I don't know. I'm gonna mess it up. Having those feelings with that person, like you can empathize with them. You understand where they're yep. coming from. You understand Not just that feeling the other bad. one's just feeling bad. For yes. Them. Yeah. So as I get older, I just find myself becoming more empathetic towards mm-hmm. more and more people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you, you like you went to our school. Like, you just grow up and there's the popular kids and the nerd kids yeah. and you have your clique and and the world seems so simple and small and then you get older yep. and it's not that at all. No, not at all. Like my, so my brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was, wow. I was, I was the baby going to East. Um, yeah. And some of the teachers, like Diagostino. Yeah. She knew me. Oh, she okay. was like, you're a pet sock, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, hey, I had both of your brothers. And I was like, pet sock. I'm aware. I wrote that because it's on your Facebook, and I was like, I don't even know how to say that. I was like, Peek. is that how you say it? Pet sock, like a pet pet sock. sock. And is that how it's spelled? That's how it's spelled, P-E-C-A-K. So no. in Polish language, the E should have a little, the little squiggle underneath it, and it makes like an Eln sound, so right. it's pound sock in Polish. I'm going to make this correct. Oh, there you go. There you go. I don't know which, which symbol it's supposed to look like, but... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I should make sure this is... Six minutes in. Can you believe that? Time, listen, time travels. It does. Sometimes it slows down. Ooh, sometimes time it goes travel. fast. We got to talk about time travel. All right. Bet. So when you, would you say bet? Yeah. Ah, that's so young people talk. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have a cousin who's six years younger than me. So like, I'm, I'm still a hip with it. Right. I just, like Joe Rogan, I, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. He's like the podcast that I mm-hmm. really I had like. a feeling he might've been like your inspiration for this. Cause you have the kind oh, of vibe for it. You know what I mean? You. You are like the fifth person this week. I, I told the guy I was buying weed at the weed shop down the road. And I walk in. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. I need some weed. I forgot it at home. He's like, you've got a podcast voice. And I'm you like, do. I, didn't, I didn't know because you know like the saying, oh, you got a face for radio. <laughs> I didn't know that's like what he was joking at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know whether be offended or compliment, <laughs> like happy about that. And I'm like, I'll take it as a positive. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, sure. I got a absolutely. voice for podcast. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I keep cutting you off. No. And I go off on these tangents. Which... You are totally fine. I am. I go on tangents myself, so you're you're good. You have brothers. Yes. 10 so and they're ten years. and twelve years older than me. So like when I was going to, so like growing up, I was that like oddball age from everybody else. My cousins are all six years or younger than me. I was oh, wow. my brothers and all my other cousins were ten years or older than me. So I was like right in the middle and. And so, like, because of that, like, I grew up with that older mentality of like what was happening like during the seventies and yeah. stuff like that. That's how my brothers raised me. 
So like when we got to like high school and like everything was so simple and easy. And then like in my twenties, you know, me and my brothers like kind of got better friendship and stuff like that because now I was older and I understood more. You could drink with them. They were in their thirties. Yeah. They're having thirties realizations. and like, we love our little sister. Yeah. Like it's, a, I don't know about that. I don't want to push it that far. <laughs> like, but you know, we're all you dumbasses in our family. So we just, you know, I'm just the, the dumbet. Yeah. <laughs> so like we, like as I got older though, I have a newfound respect, like also for them because they're so much older than me. So like. I'm like, damn. I was like, you guys have had a house so much longer than me. So when I bought mine, I was like, how did you guys like just know how to do this shit? Like, I don't know how to do half this shit. Like, how do I fix a sink, bro? Adulthood is tough. (laughs) It's really tough. So they video with uh, my oldest brother lives in New Mexico. So he was on video with me and he was like, I'll take my sink apart. You take your sink apart. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And so like he took it apart with me so I could figure out how to put it back together and shit like that. So it was super nice that like, now that I'm older, we have this, like, we now have a good bond yes. compared to, like, when I was a teenager and they were in their 20s and we made no sense to oh, each other. I, I could only, I remember being in my 20s and then getting to my late 20s and trying to date, like, younger girls that were in their early 20s. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm. cringe. Cringe. Yeah. You know, it was just, I know I used to be there, but you don't realize how annoying you are when you're that age. And then you get older and you try to date younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yep. like that's what I sounded like. That's what I was concerned with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're such a child still. And, you know, as you're growing up, like everybody says, like, you're not even an adult till you're 30. And you're like, okay, old dude. Like, Yeah. Like, whatever. My now, brain stopped growing at 25. Yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah. And, but then you get to 30, 33 now. And I'm like, yeah, they're right. Like, you're not an adult Mm-mm. at all Mm-mm. until you're in your... Late, twi- like, like 29, 30, basically. Yes. Like, is when it all of a sudden, like... It clicks. The world makes a different sense to you, and you're like, damn. Well, and it's... Like I said, I have a business now, and I'm... You know, I've had struggling times. I'm doing good now, thank God. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, it hits hard. And then you start to do coping mechanisms, and you start to do things, and say certain things and act a certain way. And And then you turn 30 and you're like, that's why I do the things I do. This is like, this is what caused it. Like once you like start, you know, doing some counseling or some therapy, like some some self-love or something like that, you know? Yep. And then you're like, damn, so that's why I am the way that I am because of all this shit that I used to do or like this and this, like it just makes a different sense now in your thirties. Are you in social, on social media a lot? Yeah. Social media. I reels and videos and I don't have TikTok. Thank God. Do you, you go down rabbit holes with TikTok. Okay, okay. So explain to me, I, I don't want to get a TikTok. I'm never going to get a TikTok. Well, how is TikTok's video reel any different than Instagram's video? Because like, you know how you can endless video scroll? Yes. How is it any different? Uh, okay, so the only thing I can say about the real big difference is some of the quality of the videos that you see. Okay. So like you'll see like a lesser video quality on some of the other ones, like especially Instagrams is a little bit, the videos are a little lesser quality where you'll get like HD videos on really? TikTok. Because is that like a quality. requirement? No, it depends on what the people record it at. Um, so you can set it to a higher quality. Yeah. And then you can go ahead and record your video with the higher quality. So some of them are like crispy videos. Really? Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that it's a lot more interactive with the comment section. So if you go to, like if you're on Facebook and you go to that video reel, sometimes when you go to the comments, it takes you to Instagram. 
yeah, yeah, I've had that. And then you have to look at the comments at Instagram and like the view of it, Instagram's comments will block the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you can't that. always just like that. the comments on people's like on the Instagram ones. You can't just like their comments. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can reply to the comment, but you can't just hit a like button and say, Hey, I like this. I, we are fortunate enough to like Facebook came out as we were young people and yeah. that was our thing. I'm so we had used MySpace, man. Oh, I know. I tried Back to get... when we thought we were all freaking hackers and editors making we, those profiles and displays. We kind of were. I know. I mean, you look at TikTok, Facebook, Instagram now, it's so easy to do. Yeah. But back then we were literally writing code we to were. get our to get our songs I on there. I wish I would have kept up with it because like that's where the world of where, jobs and stuff is going. Money went. Yeah, that yes. That's where the money went. Yes. And I just don't have a brain now to pick it up. I thought about it, but learning's hard. Yeah. Learning's really hard now because you have so much to worry about. I, I, and I, so I'm, I'm a father of four, have a business. I have rental properties. I don't have time like I did when I was a kid. No. And, and it's not even so much time because I'm always constantly thinking and worried about that kind of stuff. I, I literally can't concentrate on learning code because randomly it'll pop into my head like, hey, did you pay that bill? Yeah. Like, hey, where's <laughs> <Yep>. your kids? <laughs> like, hey, where are you supposed to be right now? And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's okay. Try to focus. Nope, can't do it. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't interest me. I'm not a techie. I, I, I'm like an old school techie. Like, I was into, like, figuring out how to put in the component cords. Like, yellow, red, and, green, and white. Yep. When my parents couldn't figure that crap out. And that was just, like, three plugs. And I thought I was badass because I was setting shit up. And like my dad was always like, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is where you plug this. And now it's, you try to do anything and I can't, it took me like a week to figure out how to put the captions onto my videos because <laughs> I have a, I, I, you know, my parents are deaf and yep. my grandma and my grandpa and my uncle, like I have a whole deaf community I know. So like I was getting comments about like, hey, where's the captions? Like we want to know what you're saying. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know how those people do that. And then I figured out it's a click of a button. Yep. Yep. And I felt old. It, you know what? Technology. So this is one of the benefits of TikTok, I think, is the amount of small things that I have learned on TikTok. Yeah. Is like outstanding compared to like, I never, like for, it's like the caption one, like I didn't know it was just a click of a button. On Excel, I learned how to do, how to sort the columns into separate columns for my data. Excel spreadsheets? On a damn TikTok. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, I need to save this. I need this for work tomorrow. Yes. Like, oh. I, so I have the problem of bookmarking things and then never going back and rewatching them. I should. I bet you my library is probably genius. That's actually what I like about TikTok is when you save the videos, you can save them into different categories. Really? Yeah. That's what I liked about it is you can save them into different categories for yourself and then you can just go back to that category when you want. And oh. it's not just all the ones you like. Tangent. Do you follow up on all this stuff like that? It's TikTok is China's and like, does that bother I, you? Do you I, care about that? I don't care, but my 11 year old nephew tells me it's horrible and I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> your 11 year old nephew? Yes. My 11 year old nephew is, he's, he's going to be a genius with numbers. Like he just knows the numbers of everything. Wow. And he's like a big Googler on different things. Wow. And he's just, he's very into like the war and like what's going on with Russia and China. Yo, and I'm like, as an 11 year old, as an 11 year old, I keep looking at my brother going, I don't where this is not meant to be offensive. Is like a little autistic? No. I mean, you hear about people say that Elon Musk has got like Asperger's and that's why he's so successful. I'm like, I would explain a lot actually. Yeah. And, and I think it is such a common thing now that 
it's not as stigmatized either. Like now it's, it's really big support and everything like that for it. So it's not as, I think that's why a lot of more people are like coming out with it and like talking about it. Cause now it's not as like, don't talk about it. That's I feel our generation, they pushed on us hard communication. Like, you know, when you were a kid, it was, I feel like we were, our generation was one of the first ones that we, they tried to normalize a lot of this stuff for us. Like you should, you should talk about your feelings. You should seek out therapy. Like it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal. And then, I mean, especially now more than ever, all the current events of the shootings and like mental health, mental health is really being pushed on people. And I wish that it didn't have to be pushed on people because honestly, the reason I'm doing this is it is a form of therapy for me. I get a high off of a great conversation. No, like right now, this is good. Yeah, right. This is a good conversation. That's what I'm saying. And you never get the chance to be uninterrupted for an hour, two hours, three hours. By the way, do you have a time limit? No. Oh, cool. I'm probably gonna bow out like it's six forty, like eight o'clock. That's fine. Um, yeah, I just you never get this chance. Yeah. So. But this is therapy. This is essentially what therapy is. You go see a counselor. And you just talk about things. Yes. And they just, because they're a therapist, they don't interject their personal stuff. But I sometimes wish they did. Um, There was a documentary on Netflix with Jonah Hill, Stutz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you see it? I started it and then I fell asleep. Yeah. It's kind of, it's it's not dry, but it's, it's not the most, most interesting watch. But if you get into it, Mm -hmm. then you really get into it. And what I liked about that Netflix show or whatever it was, his therapist opened up to him mm-hmm. personal stuff. And then it became much more of a conversation and he just views therapy totally different than most conventional therapists. And I think it's what got Jonah Hill to open up to him so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the, the stigma I think sits with the conventional forms of therapy. I spit a lot when I talk. It drives me nuts. And the sun, it, it, it's not helping. <laughs> it's, um, I think that's where like the stigma of therapy probably started. And I would, I won't lie. Like if, if I had to go to therapy and somebody was just asking me a bunch of questions and I had to sit there and answer and like open up to them without them opening up to me, I wouldn't want to do it either. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would then put the stigma on it. Like if people ask me like, Hey, you went to therapy? Like, yeah, I went to therapy. Like it was weird. Counselor (laughs) sat there and asked me a bunch of questions and then they just off their knee jerk reaction of what they hear. Like, Oh yeah. Therapy sounds awful. Oh, you went to therapy? Like, you hear about somebody else. You went to therapy? Like, what are you, weird? Like, you needed that? Yeah. And it's like, this is therapy. It's not weird to sit and talk to somebody. So is like when you sit there and draw for hours or something like that or get lost in a book or like, you know what I mean? Or have your like, you have your little bubble bath and all that crap going on. And you know, like that is also therapy. We just. Yes. Self-care. Yeah. We just don't take the time for it, I think, as humans and this generation. I don't, so we, again, we talked about this last night, the difference between a caveman and modern times. Like they had anxiety, mm-hmm. but their anxiety was there's a bear outside my cave. And if I go out there, I'm going to get eaten. Yeah. Real anxiety. You could die. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we're not, excuse me, as modern humans, not going to have anxiety. It's just that our anxiety is about dumb things, like yeah. things that like probably shouldn't bother us, but. It doesn't mean it can't bother us. We're still going to experience the same anxiety. Yeah. But what's the big deal in talking about it? You know, I'm sure the cavemen were like, yo, I'm not going outside because there's a bear out there. And he's like, yeah, me neither. I'm terrified. Yeah. And they like, hung out and they were fine. Yeah. Like, and they trauma just, bonding. Great. Yeah. <laughs> twiddled their sticks, you know, made their little rolling stone. I, and I, then. Yeah. 
And then today we, you know, we get anxious and what do we do? Some people get stupid and they put, make all bunch of posts on Facebook or, yes. you know. And coping then, mechanisms. Yeah, different coping, coping mechanisms. Me- yeah. I'll tell you, putting the first video out about making this, <laughs> want to talk young people talk? Cringe. Cringe. I, like, I watched it. I dro- was driving. I shouldn't have been driving. And videoed it. And then I was I was just watching it over and over. And I had, like, my it's in my truck. And I'm, like, turning it up. I'm, like, listening to myself. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is so awful. Because you're analyzing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take a deep breath. I, I do the uh, Andrew Huberman. He's a neuroscientist that I follow. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's just very honest, very clearly... Uh, he's he's a good talker, talker, communicator. So he's able to take scientific knowledge and make it palatable. Yeah. And he was saying that there's a breath exercise you can do. And then at the top of it, and really surcharge your lungs. Oh, yeah. I've seen episodes for that. Yeah. And it, it, it brings down, it works like you would believe. Anytime I've ever been anxious, like I'm not going to lie. When I bring in a guest, I'm always like, oh, I'm a little nervous. Like it's not going to go well or like the conversation will flow. But it always does. Like. Yeah. Things in our mind are always worse than what they actually are. But that little exercise helps. Yeah. And and the self-care that we do, for, like, that's self-care. Just yeah. learning how to manage your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, your whatever. But it just wasn't taught to us. And, no. And now no. it's all over social media. Yeah. And that's the whole, like, the, TikTok teaches you so much. Like, you're like... Nobody ever talked about this stuff. Like, did you know that the little spice containers that you get at Tops, you can just <laughs> twist the damn top. You don't have to no. shake it. So, like, I saw that video and it blew my mind. I was like, what? I see a lot of those videos. And I agree with you that it, it shows you all these cool little tricks. But sometimes I wonder, like, is that just somebody figured out that you can do that? Yeah. Was that really the intention when they made the product? Mm-hmm. Or was that just something somebody figured out? Because, like, they showed me one where, like, you put two beer cans on top of each other and the suction will open the cup or the no can. No way. <laughs> there's a there's a guy that makes videos. And the no way, yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. And what else does he say? It's a uh, fucking, no fucking way. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's become one of my favorites. I followed him. I do follow him right? as well. Yeah. Because he, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, what? No way. No That's way. what it is. Because <laughs> yep. some of the stuff is just like, how did somebody, and then there's another guy on there, uh, he does, he goes and calls the company and yeah. asks them, like, did you plan for this? Really? Yeah. So he, like, tries to vet all these different things. So, like, the slit on the popcorn bag to shake out the seeds, the company actually intended the design for that, not no. for the air. He called them and asked them. That's so genius. And they're like, we just never put it on the label because we thought it would be implied. And it's like implied. We all thought it was for the steam. We I mean, all thought I'm it was. I'm not gonna for- lie. I didn't even think that far. I, I didn't even think that it was for the steam. I just, I just like saw the opening in the bag. Like okay, and then I, it, I thought it was made it to, to make to it be, easier to, like, to rip open. Easier to open. Yeah, I thought it was for the steam, so it didn't blow up. Like that's what I kind that's of. That's a figured, very logical thought, right? I that's what I always assumed, and then I watched TikTok and it freaking. Uh, no, apparently that's not what it's actually it's for. It's for the seeds to get out. Yeah. Do you? This is where I like to go down the rabbit hole. I started smoking. Would you? So this is the stuff I bought, and it's a little too strong for me. So I smoked this with my guest last night, and at the last, like I always try to do a, a little like end clip. Yeah. And my eyes are like slits because they're so <laughs> they're so damn close to being shut because I'm so high. And I'm like, 
Hey, thanks for being here. And I, you know how, like I said, it's cringe to watch my, I like watch that video over and I'm like, you idiot. You <laughs> idiot. Like, why? 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 Yeah. Um, so this is a little strong. And then this is like my stuff that my buddy gave me, which I love. It's, I'm assuming sativa because it like, chills me out. Mm-hmm. This gets me almost anxiety. So like, if I smoke too much of that, I'll sit here and be like, what does my facial expression look like? What right am now? I doing with my yeah, life yeah. right now? I'm like, is that person worried about sitting in their chair? Like what? I just start thinking all these and the person's just, and I'm like, dude, chill out. Yeah. Wow. Like my dad knows because my dad's very anti-drug growing mm-hmm. up. Doesn't drink, doesn't do. My dad is Jesus reincarnate. I'm telling you. He's like. Um, my dad as well. Okay. Yeah. It must be an old dude thing. It's, my dad's also from Poland. So like he's got that like very old school like way of doing things. And I, you know, was the girl that came way after the boys. So like he didn't. You guys didn't get along. We didn't get along. I also have the strongest personality like him. Yeah. Both my brothers are chill like my mom. Ah. So like me and my dad butt heads all the time. So yeah. I bought a house as far away, but still close enough for mom. Like I get it. So you guys don't get along now. Well, no, we get along great now that I don't live underneath his roof. Ah, yeah. It's, it's, man, this is why I love the podcast because I could go down every time we talk, every time I talk to somebody about something, I just have like a million words I want to say about that. Mm-hmm. And then every time we talk, it's like, I could say a million words about that. And it just keeps going on and on. It's so strange. Cause again, we're in our thirties. We understand where our parents are coming from. And it's so weird. You're right. Like when you live under somebody's roof and you have to abide by their rules, mm-hmm. which is respectful. It's yeah. their house. And to a certain point in your age, you can tolerate it. And it's like, it makes sense to you. Yeah. But then once you get to a certain age, it like chafes, you yes. know, it rubs against you. And do, you're like, do you think that, so I seen a, I learned all my information from reels <laughs> from mm. short clips. Same. <laughs> they said that when you hit a certain age as a kid, 11, 12, 13, you innately without knowing it, hate your parents and mm-hmm. it's by design. Yep. Because at that age for cave people, that's when you were old enough to go breed, go off on your own, start to be your... So it's almost like it's it's pre-programmed into us mm-hmm. to butt heads with our parent figures yep. because then we need to go on. But in this society, you're a kid till you're 18. At least. By law, kid until you're 25, 30. Fair. Fair. Right? Yeah. And it's like, it's just so not set up for that. And, I, and then I start to think like... Is that's what's causing a lot of problems in family structures, in society, and in the way we were raised? Because your parents don't want to take lip from you. You're my fucking kid. Mm -hmm. It's my fucking house. You're 13 years old. You're going to do what the fuck I tell you. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be. I mean, I granted, so, like, I was a decent uh, teenager. Yeah. I was not a decent 20-year-old when I first went to college, right? Because I was... I was a nerd in high school. Like you guys didn't catch me without a book in front of my face at all times. Like I was always reading. That's what I did. That's all I did. Yeah. And then I got to college and I was like, oh, well, this is a little bit further from home. Because it's new people. It exposed you to a bigger world. Yep. Yep. So I went down a couple rabbit holes. (laughs) Like? Uh, uh, I I had some (laughs) trouble in my life. Yeah. Uh, There was a There's no secrets in the podcast. There's no judgment here. It's a judgment-free zone. We're here to... I may have been arrested a few times in life. Oh, shit. I may have chosen the wrong type of people to hang out with. You know, done some shady things in life. I saw what the other side of the fence was, and then I got in trouble. Big enough trouble that it made me... Woke you up. Woke me up. Yep. Uh, And then I was 
when did that happen? 2011. So I was 22. Okay. Uh, and I had a, I was very, very much woke at that point. Yeah. Realized my mistakes, corrected my path, you, finished college. When you say woke. Uh, so like I got so around. So like current, like current woke topics you were back then? No, just to what I was doing in life. Like okay. the mistakes I was making. Like. I came oh, to like the, you you came to realization, not yeah, like you that had I was actually views. yeah no that oh, I was okay. it was more like I came to the realization that I was making some horrible choices and I was in fact a child and yeah. needed to straighten out and make something of myself. So that's when I changed course and decided to come back to the other side of the fence. So getting in trouble was like was your turning point because yeah I was literally listening to Joe Rogan as I'm driving here and he had Joey Diaz on mm-hmm. and they're talking about crime and this and that and the other and he was saying that. He was a criminal, like he's very open about it growing up because he lived in areas and hung with the wrong people. And he got so many slaps on the wrist that he wished he would have been put in jail. Because when he did get in trouble and get arrested and it got serious, mm-hmm. he woke up. Yep. And he changed. He's like, what am I doing? Yep. That's, yep, exactly. Yep. And that's, now we can talk current topics. That's what scares me about bail reform and, and all the like people being able to steal and not getting in trouble or getting these tickets and, and just be, I know it's a much more complicated issue than what we, we hear mm-hmm. about on the news, but at a glance, my knee-jerk reaction is that's not good. That's yeah, not okay no, that's because not it's going to enable more of that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Joe Rogan had Jamie pull up a stat that of the 6,000 robberies in LA, 300 something people were responsible for those 6,000 robberies. Damn. Because... They would get, it was like 382 people. They would get a ticket and release the next day. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, this is easy. No, then, I'm going to go yeah. do it again. And it, cause it, and it enables that behavior. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's terrible. So yeah, yeah I, I can totally understand. Like, I, I unfortunately have been a goody two-shoes my whole life. And and I think, I think it's partly because, like my parents are deaf. When I was really young... I learned sign language when I was like six months old, talking, you know, mm-hmm. sign. And then I had to get a speech therapist because I was signing instead of talking because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. And then because I had to interpret for my parents from a very young age, I was ex- exposed to adults. That sounds so dirty. Exposed to talking to adults yeah. at a really young age, mm-hmm. which made me really comfortable with talking to adults, Yeah, which made me comfortable with talking to people, which probably why I love to talk so much. But like... <laughs> It just, it, it gave me the confidence at a very young age to be myself, mm-hmm. be okay with like, hey, I need help. Like, I need to talk to you because I, I know a lot of people that's uncomfortable for them asking for help and, and going and talking. Yeah. What was it going like that? Uh, so it was because of... I was a goody two-shoes. Yes. And I think that's just because I had to almost be an adult really, really early mm-hmm. interpreting for my parents. I was just involved in a lot of adult conversations as a really young person. That's fair. You know what That's I mean? Fair. So it just it changed my view on life and I, I I think I've without knowing it always had a sense of responsibility. And like we were saying, when you get older you have more and more responsibility because you have to. Like you mm-hmm. have to get a job, you have to buy a house. I just always had a sense of responsibility growing up and it gave me uh I have a I have a really good work ethic. I like work, mm-hmm. thankfully. So it just led me to always doing the right thing. In a sense. I don't yeah. want to say right thing, like um 
doing the 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 straight and narrow path, yes. if you will. No, I totally get it. And, and, and Dare was big for me as a kid. You, you know, know what? I did Dare too. I have pictures <laughs> on the shirt with the little lion. I have them. Right. Um, but I think for me it was more the curiosity. Like I am such a curious person. Yes. That like I'll try anything once. Try, try twice just to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There was like a certain list of things that I promised myself I would never do and I never did. Yes. Uh, but like the rest of it, I was like, why not? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to know. I want to know. So now See, that I know. you did that in your 20s. I'm doing that like now. Mm, I got you. I did coke <laughs> for the first time like two <laughs> years ago. I've only ever done it twice. And, and how did it go for you? Great. Loved it. It Cocaine is a... Fantastic drug. It's a hell of a drug. It sure is. I could see how people could become addicted. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, I don't, I think, if I'm not mistaken, cocaine doesn't have addictive um, um, uh, it's not qualities s- to it. It's not so much that it's it's an addiction because, like, you need to have it. It's because you want to have it. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. It's not, yeah. there's no physical addiction that comes from cocaine itself. It's yeah. just that you become addicted to the, the good feeling that it gives you. Yeah. So oh, you're chasing like that dopamine most rush. Most things, besides opiates, most things are, are like that. You're chasing the high. You're chasing because you want to feel like that. You're not chasing because you need it. Right. No, but I mean like alcohol, oh, yeah. benzos from what I know, opiates. I feel like they have a chemically addictive, quality. addictive yeah. quality to them. That like yep. almost like food, like the food we eat. Food's nowadays. a drug. Food mm-hmm. is a drug. I could go, I could talk about, I seen a, a short video about two guys talking about food and they're like, you know that sensation you get when you're just like all of a sudden out of nowhere hungry? Yep. And I was like, yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, like, yeah, I do know that. And he's like, the guy's like, yeah, yeah. That's addiction. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And he's, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, that need to eat? Like, obviously, we need food yeah. to survive as No, that's a good beings. description of it. I've never had a food like that. Thank that you. Is- it, so I started to be able to empathize that much more. Once I just, just seeing that video, just seeing that one video, I was like, Whoa. Yeah, because you really have no control over the random sensation, feeling, thought of, I'm hungry. Yeah. And then from that moment on, until you get food, it's like a urge, a craving yeah, that you can't. Yeah, and you're can't... just thinking about it and thinking about it. And thinking, That's you're addiction. Like, yep. Isn't that, that is. wild? Isn't that crazy? I've never had it put like that, but yes, that is exactly what it feels like. Right? It is. Yeah. No. It's, it's not anybody... So I was, before that video, I was one of those people that like, oh, there's no such thing as addiction. These people are just lazy. They're just like, come on, you're, you're addicted to drugs. Like clean up your act, get your shit together. And, and some people do and you can, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying it's impossible. No. But when I thought about it from that perspective, I was like, oh my God, it's so much harder than people realize when you become addicted to something. Mm-hmm. Just and then like just point. straightening out your life takes so much time. Like it's oh. not something that you can just change overnight. Like you have to change your your perspective, and then like slowly that trickles onto like how you change your life, and yes. then slowly that changes you changing everything else, like your job and yeah. like trying to be better at other things. So like it, it's a whole process. I have a hard time keeping my life straight, and it's already straight. <laughs> like in the, you know in the most <laughs> like normalized sense, like. I'm on the straight and narrow. I do things well. I can barely do that. To to start at the bottom with nothing. And crawl your way up from the top. Yep. It has to seem like an insurmountable mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. 
And then you get like a lot of stigma with it too. Like for a long time, I didn't talk about my arrest. Like I just called it my dark years to my friends. And that's what we call Like they're like, Amanda disappeared for a few years. Like we just didn't talk to her. And I was like, I was were here. You, were you in like prison? No. Oh, okay. I was like, no. did you disappear? Cause like you weren't around. No, my parents were like, they put the foot down and they took my cell phone. They took my car keys. Rightfully they so. They changed my cell phone number. Rightfully so. And like deleted all the contacts, which I, again, I gave them the phone. I handed it over. I said, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, you know, changed my ways. And like, I, it took a long time to grow from there. And like, I'm sure... My mom believed me the whole way. I'm sure my dad did not, though. Because, yeah. you know, I have that same mentality. I get it. Like, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I know why he didn't trust me. I know exactly why he was the way he was. Like, I get it. Dads are the strict, hard ones, typically. And that's the relationship you have. Like, of course he's not. He's just fed up with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And now my daughter's doing this shit. Yep. And, like, I'm not listening. Yep. And now his daughter owns her own house. She bought her own car. Good for you. you. Know, I ain't got Congratulations. Nobody, no kids, no nothing like that. I got seven cats. Though, you live so in the like, dream. No, 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 no. I, we had this conversation last night. I love my kids so much. It hurts. I would legitimately, if it meant keeping one of my kids alive, die mm-hmm. for them. They could have my heart, whatever. But I hate them. <laughs> I fucking hate them. <laughs> They are a blessing and a curse. I get it. I can't go to the store whenever I want. I can't do whatever I want. I can't hang out with my wife whenever I want. (laughs) I can't do a lot of things that I want. Like, thank you, honey, for letting me do this kind of thing because she's great. She Mm -hmm. she's been a an amazing wife. She she takes care of my kids like. Nobody you have a else beautiful ever. family, by the way. I was, you know, scrolling your Facebook a little bit because I was like, let me just, you know, in case something comes up. And yeah. then I was like, gosh, that's a real pretty family. Oh, like, thank you. You're welcome. It means a lot. It does. I, I like hearing. I like being complimented. And that's a whole other conversation in itself is like the fine lines between bragging and being confident. Taking a compliment and bragging. And like, <laughs> I really do enjoy when people say shit like that yeah. to me because I do love my family. I do think they are beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to put you off No, no. Tangent. It's okay. I, this uh, happens we to me were, all the time. Uh, so we were discussing what I I bought a house. And now his daughter. Yeah. So like now that my dad, you know, the perspective. Yes. Changed. Yes. 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 Um, and what did that have to do with me and my kids? I love my kids. They're a blessing and a curse. You have no kids. Yes. If you don't, dream. if you have no problem not having kids, never have kids. No, I'm good with that. They ruin your life. They ruined your life for a very, you know, 18 years. Yeah. Technically. My mom had me when she was 35. I'm 34. And I'm like, no. It's it's just a lot of work. No, I got seven cats. That's plenty of work. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. And, and cats are, like, I not to be offensive to anybody that has cats and dogs that really love them and they don't have kids. But, like, they make it sound like, oh, my, they're like my kids. They're, they're a lot of work. And I'm like, they're not. They're very close. But they're not. Right. They're the perfect medium because you can love them like kids, but then you can like they, leave. Yeah. And they don't talk back <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, they yeah. don't like, you don't need to like actually yes. feed them. Yes. You can just put it in a tray, call it a day. They're, they're, they're kids with no needs. I yes. mean, they have needs. They have needs, but they're not, yeah, they're nothing they're not like compared kids. to kids. No. no, like I love my nephews and my nieces. Like I adore my friend's children. Yes. But I love the fact that I can give them back yeah, they, they're and an, then walk away. Like yes, energy they, suck. Yeah, they're the first thing I ask for when I walk in the house. Yeah, and yeah. I give them back happily, and I'm yes. like, okay, I'm on my way now. And that's what I mean by the curse of kids is like, 
I think everybody, most people enjoy kids, mm-hmm. right? Like ev- most people, when they see kids, they go, hey, and you, yeah. you get that energy because you like it. But then at a certain point, like an hour, two hours, you're like, hmm, you know, the, the 18th time you've said my name and like asked me to go wipe your butt, it, it's not cute anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they're not yours, you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. As a parent, I, I can't. No, you can't. I have to just <laughs> take it all night and all day. And I'm like, please leave me alone. We, I literally had moments with my kids where I was like, guys, I'm, I'm so tired. I've had a long day at work. It was very stressful. Can you just leave me alone? And they're like, but I'm hungry. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I'll get up and I'll feed you. But it's, it's, it takes a lot. Yeah. So kudos for not having kids. And kudos for you for having them. Yeah. Especially for them. But it was, okay, so none of this was on purpose. So I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very good at not taking credit when it's not due. <laughs> my first son was kind of an oops. The best oops I've ever made. Right. Best mistake they I ever made. Are. And, and And me and my wife, we got married long after we had all our kids. Best thing that all, I would never go back and change anything. Yeah. If anything, I'd go back and meet her earlier and, and do it early. Like, I don't regret any of it, mm-hmm. but like, oops. And then, well, since we oopsed, why not oops again? Yeah. And then we're like, and then at that point we got a little older and we're like, we kind of want a third. So we have like a family family. Yeah. And then God was like, or the universe, whatever it is, was like, bam, twins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like a little spice okay, at the end. There you go. Okay. Here's Wait, four. Jesus, I can't even imagine having twins. Good Lord. That is, a again, it's, it's like... You, I'm, I've kind of been ahead of the curve for for most of my life compared to like people our age. Yeah. Got my first three unit when I was 19. You know, had kids at 25, where like a lot of our friends have had it in like their 30s. And again, I'm not knocking it. It doesn't take away from how hard one kid is. But when I have my friends that are like, "Oh my god, I haven't slept in days. Like this kid is killing us. It's so hard." And I'm like. Yeah, try four with twins at the end, and mm. because one twin will wake up the other mm-hmm. just after you got the other to go to sleep and you're like I haven't slept in 18 hours 20 hours like can't you just go to bed and then as soon as you get one down the other one starts free it's just it's so hard yeah it's so hard but again I love them. <laughs> I love you kids <laughs> I don't want to make it sound terrible it's no not. no absolutely not like I if if it would have been in the cards for me I have no problems with that like I always thought I would have kids and yeah. then like I was raised, you know, Polish parents. So like I, the concept of having to be married or have like a real stable relationship before I had children is what I was like shooting for. Yes. And I never really found that. So therefore I just didn't have them. You know, it just kind of just wasn't in your car. Yeah. As long as you're okay with it. Like I said. No, I mean, I found out I had cancer at like 21 and like, Oh my God. Yeah. So about the time I got in trouble, I also found out I had cancer, a rare one in a million type of cancer to have. Do you think that kind of caused some of that behavior? The finding out. No, because like I found out and that caught, well, no, I found out and that caused me to straighten up, but I found out because I got in trouble. Oh. I don't know if I would have found out as quickly if I wasn't in trouble. It's on my list. Part of this podcast is I want people to be listening and my guests to talk about uncomfortable subjects, politics, religion, uh, money, aliens. Like I I want to normalize talking about weird, hard stuff. All right. Um, and, and I was going to say that I believe in religion. I, I want to talk about religion. I don't believe in any organized religion. I think they're evil. 
in, yes. in, in the organized religion sense. Yes, Mrs. Brunt is the reason that I... She is the reason for my love of theology because all those different religions she taught us about, yes. I learned you know, about like Martin Luther and like how Lutheranism came to be and like, yes. and all this type of stuff. And that made me go back after her class and go back to like researching, well, what came before all these religions then? What was the first one? Like, I want to know about that one. Right. So like, that's how I found out about paganism. And I was like, that sounds good. Let me learn about that for a little while. Next topic, because I have no idea what paganism is. So paganism is the, so it was based on three mother goddesses and it was based on the idea that women were the birth of things, right? So nature, it's uh, rose, it, it, you know, children, how do they come to be women? So like it was based on a matriarchy kind of, kind of view of things. Um, and it was three mother goddesses. There was the maiden, uh, the maiden, the mother and the crone. Uh, so like, you know, young women, mothers, and then crones, um, crones and are, again, like I'm older thinking. women. Okay. I figured, I, I thought. Um, and it was the idea that like the three of them were the harmony of the, the earth and things like that. So people worshiped like, um, nature and they worship different gods for different things. But there was the three mother goddesses is what brought them to this realm basically. So it was a, the, the basis of a lot of religions. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, the ability for women to create life and raise it is unlike no other. It's again, in your youth, you don't think about these things and you have stupid, arrogant points of view about women and this and that and the other. And I, as you get older and you understand more and you see more, it's like, I have so much more respect for women. Not that I didn't ever have respect for women, but it just went to a next level because you understand so many difficulties, difficulties you have to go through as a woman in this world. Yeah. You know, like periods. Oh my God. <laughs> Are, do you have all boys? Three boys and a girl. She's the youngest. Thankfully you have three boys and a girl. Oh, and yeah. also being the baby girl. Oh, she's our princess. And she's disabled. So oh, she's, boy, she gets, so she's, she's got so all, she is the, and she's the sassiest, strongest. <laughs> like, they always I know, I, because again, you have to, when you get put into those tough times, it becomes like a coping mechanism. She like, she just became tough. She's going yeah. through three major surgeries. She's five years old. Oh my goodness. So I don't, I hate pity, hate pity. Hate, and I, and, and not that you're pitying her. It's, I, I, I get like a sense of like pity when I, talk about all her disabilities mm -hmm. but honestly it's just that's just her life that's who she is yeah i mean that's just the way she is and she's stronger because of it yes too. So like, yes and yes. like you love to see it like the sassy little personalities yes. on like oh i just love it yes so she's got like walking sticks because um so she was born uh with hydrocephalus mm -hmm. which is swelling of the brain uh she had a tumor that grew inside of her head in the womb like we knew about this way before she was born oh wow yeah, technology is amazing. Uh, if, if technology wasn't what it is nowadays, like my wife wouldn't have been able to have her. Like it's, oh, wow. Well, her head was huge. I mean, huge. She mm. would have never came out. She would have never came out. She had a C-section. Yeah. So she had a tumor blocking uh, a part of her spine that allows brain fluid to drain. Like your brain fluid in, in your spinal column, that's why it's such a big deal when people hit their neck and break yeah. their neck. Like that, that all flows through your whole body. So because she had that tumor, it was swelling. So as soon as my wife had a C-section plan, as soon as she came out, she got a shunt put in and it drained all the fluid out. And she's been, um, she's been progressing and getting better, better ever since she's been born. Mm -hmm. But it gave her, we think now, uh, like a very mild form of MS. Oh, okay. Sclerosis. 
So she just like um, she crawled for a long time because she didn't have the balance capabilities. Mm-hmm. And then because she crawled all the time, she developed. So she had to get surgery on this and that and the other. But now she's able to kind of walk, but mm-hmm. she's still learning, you know. But all that has kind of like led her to have that sassy mm-hmm. attitude because she's, she's always been. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Aww. I know. I um, I love her to death, and it's again. You hear about people having kids with disabilities and you you feel bad for them. But as a parent with a kid that's disabled, you don't think about it like that. You're just living yeah. in the moment. Like, okay, we got to go to the hospital to get her MRI. Like, yeah. It's just part of our life. And yeah. it becomes normalized to you because, you know, I have a daughter with a disability. But really, like, to everybody else, like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that Well, that's like what, when people ask, like, about, like, not that I'm comparing myself to that. But, like, I was, I, when I had cancer in my late, in my early 20s, going to Roswell so often stuff like that for all my appointments like it it was just normal to me like it was just what I did on a Tuesday and, sure and Thursday everybody morning everybody you told that I have cancer and I have to go to Roswell yeah. like oh my god yeah and it's and you're like, like uh yeah it's not no. it's like it's not that big of a deal like I'm just going for you know for a checkup I'm like it's just fine like it is what it is so are you comfortable talking about that yeah what what type of cancer was it was ectocrine carcinoma which oh, is like that's uh a it's a uh it's a mix between like a sweat and a gland cancer oh, wow. so it's like a sister to breast cancer but it does not anywhere appear there it's oh, like wow. you get these nodules that grow on the side of like either your hands or your feet really? mine was on the side of my ankle i had like a little bump growing and like i thought it was like a wart or something like that yeah. like i didn't think nothing of it and i was sitting cross-legged on the floor and my niece jumped onto my lap and again, I wouldn't have been home if, you know, I wasn't in trouble, right? Oh my so God. like, I, See, I go in these circles because I was going to talk about the... Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So like the way I was sitting and she jumped on my lap and like I felt how it rolled on the floor and it just felt like there was something in there. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. So that caused me to go to the doctor. Yeah. And they were like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I just cut it out. like, And they're like, okay, standard procedures for us to biopsy. I'm like, do what you got to do. Just right. take a little bump out. Yeah. So it was just a quick little stitch. I had little uh, little uh, bandages on my foot so for like a week. And they sent it to biopsy. And they had to send it all the way out to California because what was local was like, we don't know what it is. Oh, so God. they had to send it all the way out to some university in California. They did a, a search of it. And they found that it was like a... It was this ectocrine carcinoma, and I'm like the youngest documented at the time to have it because normally it shows up in people who are like 40s. That's what you love to hear. Yeah, and they're like, normally we find it in people who are like in their 40s. That's when it comes to the attention of like, hey, I need to get this taken care of. Mine was so small. But but the universe blessed you that day to have a... Your niece sit on you and you were sitting that way and you felt it and you just had a thing and it... Yeah. And so like that... So then they were like, okay, we'll take out the scar tissue just in case to make sure we got it. They're like, chemo and radiation doesn't work for it. They're like, so the only way we know if we got it all is if we take like a sample of your lymph nodes and we, you know, if there's a trace in there, we'll take out the lymph nodes. If there's not a trace in there, then you're good to go. Oh my God. So we did a biopsy. There was like a, a... pinhead amount trace that they found in the one biopsy so they're like we're just going to take out the whole cluster of lymph nodes and i was like okay so now i have i have two different uh i have uh i got a puffy leg and i got a regular leg because this one doesn't have a set of lymph nodes to drain the fluid really yeah so i got lymphedema in this leg because of i don't have lymph nodes because they removed them all and did they have to remove them or is it just because of caution it caution Caution. I wouldn't have had the guarantee that I'm 100% cancer-free. Well, I don't know that I'm 100%, but we, we assume I am now right. at this point. Um, 
because that's what we did. They just took out everything that had the evidence of it. The last ones in the chain didn't have the uh, didn't have any trace of it, so they're like it was just in the first couple. So. Oh, so they would take it out and then test it, and take it out and test it. And yeah, then... yeah, they just removed the whole chain at the end, but they checked each one in the chain to yeah. see how far it had traveled into my body. Oh my god! And because it was just in the first couple, they're like, okay, we think we got it all. We think we got it all. I mean, which you is... might have if it happens in people's forties when they finally catch it, and maybe that's how it starts. And then it travels, and at that point, for a forty-year-old, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, because there's no got... no cancer. No, you can't do chemo. You can't oh do radiation. There's nothing that can take it. It's only just cut it out. Oh so, like, I think I lucked out by finding it so early. Big time. Yeah, that's what we're. That's the assumption. So wow. I went to Roswell for like six years. Every six months, I had to go for a checkup. For they could, they would inject me with the dye, and I'd go in the little scan, and they'd scan me cool. up just to see it. Oh, stuff. Felt and tasted horrible. Like, oh. it was an injection, but you could taste it. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you get all warm and you're like, God, Jesus. Like, is this done yet? Like, and you have to, and just the sensation would go away once the dye traveled all the way through you. Wow. Yeah. And you would just, you could feel it. Like, it was just, like, this warm wave that went around you. It was the weirdest stuff, but. You're good. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, at these... <laughs> Do you think one day they're going to look back at us and be like, you guys learned all your stuff from reels and TikToks. Like, you're idiots. But I feel like we, as a society, know more. We know way more now. About everything. Because there's, you just have this constant, yes, phones are addicting and they're not healthy to do that and all that yeah. jazz. And you get lost in the rabbit hole for like two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like we're just able to learn so much more now. It seems to be the Google best way. Google is the best thing. Like, if you have a question, you're like, let me just Google it. Like, you just, your information is at your fingertips. Yeah, we have to be such a unique generation mm -hmm. and such a unique time in history. I know all the podcast people say it, but it's like, we really are living in the future. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, again, you watch the Jetsons and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the future. Like, we'll know when we're there. But you, you like... If you took a step back and really thought about all the features of everything we have now, like, yes, we still have old technology. Like, I have, you know, a light with a pole chain. So, like, I don't live in the future future, the Jetsons. Yeah. But, you know, my truck unlocks its door when I walk up to it. I don't have to do anything. My car stops for me if I get too close to an object. Yeah. Like, that's, that's living in the future. Uh, if it wasn't for this car, I would have continued hitting deer. So, like, we're the future, man. The future. Right. Yeah. Do you believe in AI? I'm not believe in AI. Oh, my God. What a stupid statement. Do you keep up on any of this AI talk? Have you heard about uh, any of this? I do. So, I do, yes. Also, because it's important for what I do at work, too. Really? So, AI technology is a big thing where we're creating, like, um, oh, chat functionality. Before we get too far, but yeah. your first question is: I don't even know what you do for a living. Oh, huh. so <laughs> you're talking am... about this, and I'm like, well, that's cool. It sounds like your job's really complicated. I got no clue what you do. <laughs> uh, so I am a lead operations analyst and workforce management for do a bank. Do you want bank. this before I drink? I no, I you brought one. Okay, good. My water bottle. I, I try to I be have the, an emotional uh, support water bottle. Nice. I want to be uh, a very accommodating host. No, like this is a this is a cool thing for me. Like I really enjoy this. And I want to make sure that I provide my guests with anything and everything. Well, you're doing great. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so a lead operations analyst for a bank. So in workforce, especially in my company for workforce, because some companies don't do workforce the same ways. Workforce is the people who create your schedules. Okay. They're the ones that say, okay, we need to have 50 employees at this time of day because we're going to have this amount of calls. Wow. 
I work for a call center. I didn't even know that was a job. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know if you're, how do you, how do you know if you need to have 50 openers or if you need to have 50 closers? Like uh, you know. look at the, you look at the data and again, you... I've never, the, my most favorite thing that's coming from this podcast is I'm having all of these realizations that my perspective of life is such a narrow one. Mm. I never even had the energy time or thought to think about how would you plan like you just go to the store and you just expect things to work you just yeah. my vehicle's here like every, you I could take it to the shop like yeah. you just have such a narrow vision of the world until you sit down and talk to somebody and you're like yeah you're right somebody does need to do that yeah and yeah. then that's your job yep so whenever you call the 800 number for the bank yeah and you're you know you're after hours or you don't want to go to the branch so you call the 800 number I make sure that that's staffed I make sure that wow. that's that's staff. Now it's not just me. We have like a team of ten of us. Okay. Um, I'm one of three, four, three top people. My boss is above me, and then my co-partner. So like, there's the oh, two of us. Nice. We're the lead. They're the two. We're the two lead operations analysts. So it's like a fancy way of saying we're the job grade above an entry level. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's promotions yeah. that gotta be yeah. made, and we we pulled our we pulled our weight to get here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have you know the other the rest of our team on there okay. um and that's basically what we do we watch a multitude of different lines of business so like business banking commercial uh retirement you're calling about your deposit account your savings account you're calling for financial wellness advice kind of thing so like it, we cover all the spectrums of everything wow yep yep so um, you're managing the people who take those calls in the call centers for the for the banks yep yeah for Which for this specific a bank paying job it's a decent paying job. I won't, <laughs> I won't deny. It's a decent I mean, paying job. I need. I know. I've just like again. You just heard that like people in finance, banks, like there's just that's money. Like there's lots of money in it. Yeah, yeah. Especially like if you're hourly right now, like and you're pulling and you have overtime that's available, like you could be making bank. Really? Yeah. I know. Overtime is like time and a half. I know. You I work I, a holiday that's double time and a half. Like, I, I had a uh, a town job. I used to work for the town of Chitawaga, and yeah, the benefit people called me crazy. And again, I was like, "Oh, I, I'm going out on my own. Like, I'm cooler than you. Like, you don't know what you're talking about." And and I realized how good I had it, and how good an hourly. Like, if you're cool with being like that level of life, if that's your thing, a great job is a great thing. Yeah. I just don't have the personality to be in an office. I was answering phone calls for like six years before I got to doing this part wow. of it. Now, not in the same company. So I was, at first I started taking phone calls at Geico. That yeah. was my first like big girl job, yeah, you know, yeah, after yeah. college. A lot know? of people, I was uh, like, my one of my best friends, Robbie Panic, he works at Geico. A lot of people went to work for Geico. Yeah, he worked there when I worked there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still there. God bless him. God bless him to pieces because I don't know how he kept his soul with that job. Like I thought I was just emotionally and mentally drained every day after work because of just like the types of phone calls you take. Insurance in general is a difficult yeah. industry to be in. Yeah. It, it is inherent in the name insurance. Like you're there in case things go bad. Yeah. Like, there's no good form of insurance. Although, it's, there's some good claims that people call in. Like, there's some <laughs> funny, funny shit that really? people call in. Yeah, there's some good ones. Like? Uh, so, I got a couple. <laughs> so, my favorite one is the guy, the last one, the last one is the lady with the horse. She walks out of her apartment building in New York City, and the police, the police horse got away from them, went crazy, and was running down the street, 
and decided her brand new RAV4 that she just purchased two weeks ago looked like the best target. And it climbed up her car. What? It got up onto her car and they tranked it. And then it fell onto the rest of her car. So her, her brand new car that she just got <laughs> completely totaled. So I have a horse, right? <laughs> and, and he's not the most agile thing. So I'm just thinking of like, I'm envisioning this in my mind. That had to be such a crazy event. And she said she stood there and she wishes that she would have remembered to pull out her phone yeah. and taken a YouTube video for it. She's like, but she was so shocked. She was literally walking to the car. She had keys in her hand. She's like, I got to the last step and there's just, there's this horse running. So I, yeah. So you stop and it just, and then it, she's like, and then it just climbed up on my car. And I was oh like, oh my God. Why would it go in your car? Yeah. That doesn't make I don't, any I, sense whatsoever. I, so did you, was that like a true story? Like, was it yeah, verified? Like, I, well, I don't know if it was verified, but like the call came in, my buddy across from me started the call. They disconnected. Then I got her. <laughs> so like I heard it and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just heard about this. I was like, hey, yo. I was like, so what happened? And like, she gave me the story and I wrote it all down and I took the claim for her and I was like, okay, here's your adjuster. Here's your information. Like, good luck. Wow. Yeah. And from, if I remember correctly, we did end up paying to fix her damages and we like replaced the car basically. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. insurance is for. Like, Absolutely. And if that truly I, did happen, that's not I, her fault whatsoever. No, and I believe there was a police report. So like she was oh, perfectly golden. fine. Yeah. yeah. But I, like, that's, that was a crazy story. That, that was a good one. freaking wild. Yeah. I almost don't believe you, but I trust you. So I believe you, but it's like. If I didn't take the call, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't believe it myself. Right. But I literally <sighs> saw him take it. I took, his name was Henry. I saw him take it and I heard it and I was like, wait, what just happened? He's like, I don't know. It get disconnected. But like, if somebody gets her, please tell me what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then like the next call happened and I'm like, oh my God, I just heard this story. I was like. Please, let me pull up your information. Don't lose me. Here's here's the number to call us back in case you lose me. Like, I want to take the rest yeah, of this. Yeah, that is a good bar story. You know how there's, like, things we remember as, as people, like, you grew up and you're like, I got something cool to tell people. That's a good one. Yeah. I took a call for an insurance claim of a horse climbing up onto somebody's car and then being tranquilized yeah. on top of it. And then it crushed the car Yeah. after being tranquilized. And yeah. horses, so I have a horse. He's huge. Huge. Yeah. I, you, you grow up going to like visit farms and like you mm -hmm. know what a horse looks like. And, but then as an adult, I got a chance to own a horse. And yeah. when you, when you own a horse and you're like standing there with it, they're big, like scary big. I believe it. I, I'm a city boy, not a suburb boy, right? Yeah. I was so uncomfortable and so terrified. Again, it's like we were talking earlier, like when you're in these situations, the more you're in them, the more normalized they become. Yeah. And then I, I, I was able to understand farm people because people who grow up on a farm, you're growing up in a totally different reality. You become comfortable with so many weird things mm. that then they come and tell us and they're, and you're like, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, uh, so I grew up in the suburbs, right? Right in West Seneca. Yeah. But because my parents are from Poland. Oh yeah. The amount of like chickens, we things like rabbits we raised to eat, like all this stuff, like, yeah. I'm looking back at it, and like we used to have cars all over the driveway. Like we used to have like seven or eight cars, and I'm like, what do we need all these cars for? <laughs> and Dad would like fix them up and sell them on the side. Like that's what he did. And like looking back at it, I'm like, damn, my parents were hustling though. Like, 
And like I knew all this stuff about like the farming and like even though I wasn't on the farm, yeah, the, yeah. the family in Poland still has a farm. Right. I've been back there a few times and really? like I'm always like, give me the thing, give me the thing, let yeah. me do the weeds, let me do them. Yeah. Cause it's so exciting. Like I they're they're like, okay, well it's like you know, shucking season. For, it's exciting to us it's... newbies. And they're like, that's work, you idiot. And they're like, you wanna do it? Go ahead. Yeah, and they would just hand over the, the scythe and you just go through and trim the field and they're like, you know, we got a machine. I'm like, no, no. I'm gonna do it this way. Yeah. yeah, listen, they're they're totally fine taking advantage of the oh, yeah. person that never that thinks yeah. it's cool. Sure, go right ahead, yeah. and knock yourself yeah. out. Again, what I for you forget these things. Um, Alex Hormozy, he's a guy I follow on uh, the social media, mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of really good points. And he was saying that, like, and this is in terms of like business. A lot of times, you don't need to learn new stuff; you just need to be reminded, because I've learned millions of things oh, your entire yeah. life. You've learned. And now, more than ever, we have information overload. But you just don't – conscious thought is like bringing that information to the present and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things I've learned and then forgotten. Oh, yeah. And then in, unless you like live in that reality as a farmer, like that's your perspective on life. Like, yeah, animals. Like, okay, yeah, it's a horse. Like, it's not a big deal. But then me, I'm like, this thing could crush me. I'm like yeah. – I'm like – barely touching they, it yeah like, they could break your foot if they me. step on you yeah, yeah. Like, i was i'm terrified of being bit i'm like don't bite me don't and, <laughs> but now that i have been with him so long yeah i like come up to him like hey buddy and like i like yeah, it's completely i know different. he's not gonna and even any horse now i'm like it's just a horse i have cows that have horns that are like this big yeah 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 and everybody's like do you oh. ever do you ever put the little lights on them or something like that like some battery no, powered lights or something like for the so holidays cute. or something no, yeah. that'd be so cute i should do that <laughs> no it's but so the first cow I ever bought was kind of like a rowdy cow because mm-hmm. uh, cows, just like horses, are pack animals. They, yeah, they don't like being alone. They want it. They need to be in like a herd. And the cow I bought was out of like a fifty cow herd. Yeah. So when we brought it to my house, like it was hard enough to get it out of the ginormous pasture. Was so what in. do you do with these cows? They're beef cows. Oh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I treat them like my babies, so I don't even know if I'll be able to. <laughs> You know, send them off for slaughter because I, I truly do love them. They're just the sweetest little animals. But then they're going to fill your belly and it's going to be great. Yes. I'm a realist. Like I have that that bigger view that I can still love them, but they're food. You know, but it doesn't mean I'm going to disrespect them. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think, well, I mean, woke culture and all that, like the PETA and all that. Like, like, people get so angry when at hunters and... And all this, like, and I get it. Like, there's some bad people out there. There's some bad hunters. There's some bad farmers that make it look really bad because you can treat them bad. But this is the cycle of life. We're human beings. We need to eat. And meat is part of our diet. Yeah, absolutely. But, again, you know, perspective change. So, um, I love my cows. Where are they going with this? The first cow I got, when we got her back to the farm, she escaped. That night. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. She said, fuck this place. Yeah. Well, she she was terrified because she yeah. she's so used to being in a herd and mm-hmm. they had a habit. And, like, they came in at night to the barn. And, like, yeah. so she was by herself all of a sudden in a brand new pasture, brand new barn. So she got scared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, we, there was a, a, a part of the barn that we didn't open up to the cows yet. And it was nailed shut, like old style wood. So it was super thick and strong. Yeah. Nailed to shut. She busted it open in the middle of the night, like... We, there was hair on the nails because she like got through it. Yeah. She was so had such bad anxiety, and then she, in the middle of the night, so I didn't even know what happened. Like walked out into the field across the street from me into the woods, like a mile away. Damn. I spent the entire next day trying to catch this cow. Met so it was again a blessing in disguise. 
I I was kind of new to the area at that point. Mm-hmm. Didn't know any of my neighbors. I met like 15 of my neighbors that day. Hey. One that I'm very good <laughs> friends with now. Yeah, so crazy. But I remember how terrified I was of that cow. Mm-hmm. Because it had horns, number one. And as a newbie, it's a thousand pound animal. And she was kind of being aggressive. Yeah. The guy that I bought him from has a son that I know. And he came out with me to catch her at like the end of the day. After yeah. I had been chasing this thing all day. And she starts coming at him. And he's like, hey, enough. And she just like backs away. Because <laughs> they're terrified of humans. They're just like, they're whips. No way. For being the big giant animals they are, they're whips. Interesting. I know. So, and now that I've become accustomed to it, like I have one cow, her name's Amy, where I literally like grab her horns and like bring her to me and her horns like go around and I like hug her and rub her ears. and the, <laughs> Yeah, it's the, it, I love it. I love it. But I remember being so terrified of a cow. Mm-hmm. And I have one cow that's not the nicest. But I'm not afraid of her at all. Because yeah. she'll like do like, she'll like, if you try to pet her, she kind of like uses her horns to try and hit your hand. And I'm like, you idiot. Like, get away from me. Like, you, you just get so used to it. But That's how I ended up with seven cats. Even when they hissed at me, I was like, nah, you're pretty. You're coming yes. over. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I have such a love for animals now. Like, I've always liked the farm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. My dad told me. When I was a kid, he asked me, what do you want to do when you get older? I'm like, I want to be a farmer. And I forgot I ever said that to him until I got older. And I'm like, you know, I, I kind of want to be a farmer. And I'm telling my dad I bought the house I bought. And he's like, you know, you told me when you were a kid. I'm like, what? He's like, you want to be a farmer? I was like, what? Well, he didn't say it. He said it. But <laughs> he's like, you want to be a farmer? And I'm like, whoa. I, like, kept my personality yeah. and my dreams but not really even knowing it or thinking it. Like I didn't. Yeah. It's just one of those things that kind of. Yeah. But it's, I never really had like as a kid, once I had that thought when I was little, little mm-hmm. telling my dad, it wasn't like a reoccurring thought that like, I want to be a farmer. I want to be a farmer. Like my goal in life is. Yeah. But somehow I ended up You're doing. You're living my dream with that farm, by the way. Oh, it's, it's, it's a hobby farm. It's a homestead more than a farm. That's, that's the goal. That's yeah. The goal life. That's so the goal. that's, we can go on a tangent about that. That's a, that's a big, um, just with social media and all the information we have now, mm-hmm. I have like food phobia, I guess you could call it. Like I'm afraid to eat. That's fair. I, I overthink it, I should say. Because you hear about all these bad things about preservatives and, and sugar and this and that and the other. And it's like I almost get a fear of like I'm hungry and it's like lunch. Like, I'm not going to McDonald's. I can't yeah. go to Burger King. You know, I do sometimes. I'm not going to lie. When I'm really hungry, I'm like I'm getting two double cheeseburgers for Burger King. Yeah, and it's like, whatever. Like, yeah. So, like, I also, I agree with you on that one. Like, the stigma of certain types, and especially the fact of, like, I've been to Poland, and I see how they eat, and they stay trim, and then it's like, why doesn't that work here? And then if you look at the food labels, you're like, why? Why do we have so many different things? Do you have your phone on you? Watch. All your videos are going to be about that now. (laughs) It happens to me all the time. I'll start talking about something with, like, a friend or a podcast, and then my entire feed will be like... Wow, these are really jiving with what I've been thinking about no. lately. And I'm like, how do they Facebook know? knows what I read. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from like Kindle and stuff like that. So Facebook will not fail me. I'm yes. me Kindle books to read. I, I'm i conflicted on the privacy thing because I, I, I understand. I yeah. What's that? Yeah, I yeah. I, I understand it. that it's not a good thing that they are mining our data like they are. Yeah. And it's kind of creepy. But at the same time, I think about it. I'm like. I actually really enjoy it. It's convenient. Because I watch videos I like. It knows mm-hmm. what I'm interested in. Yeah. And it's showing me videos of what I'm interested in. So the mm-hmm. algorithm on TikTok is not wrong. Like it always knows my mood. And if I scroll long enough, 
and I get lost down the rabbit hole long. It takes me to like my real favorite topics, like really? like conspiracy theories and stuff like that, or like history, like facts that you don't know about it, and like stuff like that. So like it'll take me down the rabbit hole after it gives me like my first couple of favorites, yeah, like cooking yeah. things or like the funny things, and then then down the rabbit hole we go. You know? Oh god, we could full circle. So this is AI. Do you think that's like a version? Because I've been messing with Chat GPT. Yes. I've been trying it here and there. And then I did research and like, why is everybody so worried about AI and how does it really work? And right now, like, yes, it's art, it's called AI and it remembers the creepy thing that I don't like about AI is that it remembers. Mm. So like it, it, when you put in certain questions on chat GPT, your next questions, it doesn't forget that you asked that question and it's learning what you, yeah, what you're looking for. So so because of what I do at work and I work hand in hand with a lot of these things, I know that like as a company, we're trying to expand some of our chat capabilities. So we want to make it easier for the consumer for like, if you have questions, why not have a chat that answers you versus have so many before you get to like an agent this way, the agent can handle the real technical stuff and keep you from having to wait that long to get to them. Right? So why have 30 minute holds when you can start a chat first? It can try to give you the answers that you want. And then if that doesn't work for you, then it can, you know, take you there. But we also want to expand it where from our side of things, like what does this client always call in about? It'll help us be able to steer the, what we know the conversation. Maybe we can teach them something new. Yeah. Maybe we can, you know, help them out. Maybe, maybe they're always calling for, I don't know how to see their crap on, on their checking accounts on online or something like that. And they're yeah. always struggling with it. Well, we can maybe take the time to teach them how to walk through it. Maybe an AI is providing you with that information so you can effectively serve that customer that much better. Yeah. That's what, what the, what we're looking to do with the capability of it basically. So like it's, it's a fascinating thing from my perspective, as far as like the chat functionality of it, yeah. I think it's a cool aspect. Chat GPD is, that's a cool idea. I think that's the positive of, it, of AI. That's what all the people who are really into it seem to be saying. Like yeah. AI is a net positive. Like it's just a good thing. My fear, which is what a lot of people's fear seems to be, is that next what thing happens, is we may build a robot. What happens when it becomes there. sentient? I mean, I'm I'm on the fence about it. Like, I don't know if it can actually. So that requires a spark of something to for it to to function that way. But like, all it is is code. So I, like, but you could argue that's all our brains are. Is like I mean, yeah, bags of chemicals of neurons that are just essentially code and our thoughts are just algorithms. But then and like, what gives us that life? I don't know. Isn't That's, that the soul? But what if AI wouldn't have a soul? What if AI makes that jump? Like what if we are creating the next life form? That's so my big fear is obviously the Terminator. Yeah. Well, if, yeah, yeah. If it becomes if it becomes sentient and was like, yo, you guys are terrible for the planet and I'm on the planet. You guys need to go. Mm, I mean, that, like that's a that's a very logical. I mean, as humans, we know that's not okay. Yeah. But that's a very logical thought process. Yeah. Uh, there's a cancer on Earth, and now I'm here. I might as well clear it out. I mean, I can I can understand where their thought process is going with it. That's it's just, scary. Don't you think that's a little scary? I mean, yes and no. Like I'm also like, I don't. Like, that's so far-fetched. But then again, I believe in witches, werewolves, and vampires. So, like, <laughs> Which we have like, to talk about because that's on the list. <laughs> so, like, at the same time, it's like, uh, like, I can believe that it could be possible, but it just seems so far-fetched for it to be able to to happen in my lifetime. Yeah, but it's happening faster and faster and faster. It, well, yeah, it is. We're the fastest growing. Like, we went from, uh, like, a landline. Yeah. You know, know to I now remember. we all of a sudden we have... 
And it's like, if I see it in my lifetime, I'll believe it. But until then, like, I just... I know. I just... I love numbers. I do. I'm a big numbers guy because mm-hmm. of, of money and, and business. And I truly think I understand exponentials. And I don't think a lot of people get that at a certain point, if you're following that curve of how fast it's growing, like for the longest time, it barely grows two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, yeah. sixty-four. 64. But then when it reaches a certain, it's going to happen and it's going to happen fast. Like Joe Rogan was saying, it's like ch- chat GPT three to four is like a huge jump. It's like going from like eight to 8,000. Yeah. 8,000 to 16,000 is going to be an even bigger jump. 16 to... So I think his fear is, and I, I kind of, because I've been following up on it, mm-hmm. it could happen overnight and we would never... We're living our normal lives. Yeah. And it could happen overnight to where it becomes... And I'm not saying that I think it's going to be inherently evil because... I have very logical thoughts. Uh, like last night we were saying, or no, two nights ago, my buddy Bill, we were talking about Thanos from Marvel. Mm-hmm, yep. And how he's like the perfect bad guy. Because what he's saying actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if the universe sense. is getting too overgrown and all of us are struggling, if you wipe out half, the rest of the half that's still here could have like all the stuff in the world because you're putting all that resources back in. Mm-hmm. So it's a very logical line of thought. It, it is. But and it's it, bad. You can't bad. just... So yes. my fear is that AI is going to have these logical thoughts. Mm. And because it's not a human being because and we're run by testosterone, estrogen, and all the chemicals that make us feel empathy, feel yeah. sympathy, feel... It's not going to have... Well, it's, it's not... Is I it mean, going to have those thoughts and feelings? Or is it going to start off like a kid where it has to like learn? You know what I mean? Like... I think I, I don't know, but that's the scary part. And and in my mind, like all the things I've picked up from all the videos, and like I have, I'm a, a, a what is it called, a jack of all things, but a master of none. Like I feel like I know a lot of stuff yeah. over a lot of, and I'm putting it together, and I'm like, but it doesn't have the chemical background to give it emotions. Yeah, because not not that our emotions are only chemically driven. Because we have spirits. I do believe we have spirits. Yeah, but I mean us. a lot of serotonin, dopamine, like you need that to be it able to... It makes you do certain things. Yeah. It makes you think a certain way. When you have a high dopamine rush, you become more focused. You become more energetic, yeah. which leads to certain thoughts. When you're depressed, you have a lack of certain chemicals, which makes you think certain ways. Like, oh, I want to kill it. Because yeah. you have a lack of those chemicals. So some of your emotions are driven by chemicals. Yeah. Because we have emotions, we don't want to kill half the earth to keep the rest of us alive. But what if... Mm, AI doesn't have that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's a good point. That's why I'm terrified. Interesting. And it could happen tomorrow. I mean, okay, I can see why you're terrified. (laughs) Right? That is definitely a terrifying like thought. Like I always kind of figured like one that like it wouldn't happen just because. But like, but if you're following exponential speed, it's going to get faster and faster and faster, and then it's going to get so fast to a point we can't comprehend. You know, overnight, it's going to go from God level one to God level a million. Because it's going to go one, two, four, eight. It, but at God level. Yeah. And then those speeds keep getting faster and faster and faster. It's like, and then it becomes a point where like, Joe Rogan has said this, like, it's God. Yeah. It's a freaking God on earth. It's sentient. And it goes, you morons are awful. I mean, so there's the theory of the Anunnaki. So you've heard about this one, right? So I've heard I'm of pretty the Anunnaki. Sure I Joe, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, so do it's you know like about it's it? like yeah, it's the same idea. Like that these alien beings came down 
how did the how did the Egyptians know to make pyramids? How did yes. they know to to set them up exactly where they were so this way they lined up with the forces? Yeah. So like how did they know these things? How did they get those stones so smooth? Like they didn't have modern tools. So it's the idea that these gods or aliens yes, came or, down. Or gods in our eyes. You're right. Gods in our eyes or aliens, you know, whatever. And they just, and they instilled this knowledge, this different, and they gave us this, the resources, the use of it. And that's where the idea of like these gods, we had them and then they left us. Yeah. I, I again, now we're talking about things. I like talking about things that human beings can't comprehend. Yeah. I understand it, but I can't comprehend it. And I say this often, like we as human beings, even though I'm saying it right now, I still can't comprehend a circle, a true circle Mm -hmm. never starts or stops. Yeah. Right. And this goes into my religion talk, like the energy, if God is God and he's real and whatever, whoever it is, Mm -hmm. what if it was always there? Because everybody always wants to go ahead to start at some point. It had to stop at some point. Like, what if it doesn't have to? What if whatever that I'm agnostic, mm-hmm. right? So like that religious part, I want to talk about religion and our views, paganism. I'm agnostic. I just, I know I'm too stupid to understand whatever it is. Whatever it is, is on a realm, plane, energy level that I'll never get to. I'll never be able to comprehend. It's, it's so much bigger than us. Oh, it yeah. has to be, to be yeah. God. Oh, absolutely. Right? And what if... Because he is that powerful, because she, it, whatever is that powerful, it, it is a circle. It never, it could have never started and never stopped. It just always was. But we'll, we'll never understand that as human beings. Like we can't, because we have finite lives where we live, we mm-hmm. were born and then we die. So everything must do that. Well, no, it no. doesn't. So my oldest brother has, a, the, the way that he explained it to me once upon a time was, is that he thinks God is like a scientist, right? Who has all these different shelves with all these different little ant houses. And that's all the different little worlds. Yeah. Like why is just because we're one little ant hill and little ant farm here. What's to say that like, there isn't another one like parallel to us or another one below us or above us. Like there's so many, it's, it's a big puddle. Like it's not a start and an end. It doesn't, it's not a ribbon. It's literally like a puddle. Like you depend how deep you go. There's maybe there's more. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, me and Sean talk about this a lot. I love science. Again, another like tangent of mine is I could talk about science all day long. They think that there's physics right now thinks that there's infinite amount of universes mm-hmm. and that they all overlap. But for us and our small beings, like the edge of the universe that we will never probably see no. is where like the next one starts. Yep. And then they're all connected in this big whatever. And then my buddy Sean was like, yeah, but what's it in? And I'm like, well, what if there's no such thing as it's in? in yeah, it's, it's just, just an is. infinite amount of. But we can't. I can't even comprehend that. Like I try to, because I'm a human. I try to visualize mm-hmm. what that would look like. But you can't visualize that. No, which is why I kind of like the ant hill because then it le- at least puts it in a perspective where you're like, okay, there's a whole crap. Ton yeah, of God's just got like, like this, like just I this can see round the movie. room. It's just, like, <laughs> not even round. It's just like this endless hallway yeah. <laughs> with this like a long ass shelf, and it's like Earth, uh, ant thing. 1,328 and there's like a million more. And like sometimes maybe he doesn't like it and he just shakes it up and like that's what happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how maybe that's how the dinosaurs went. Like what about all the different catastrophes we had for the world to change and evolve? Like what if that's him being like, let's reset this. Like, yeah, it's like it's an idea. Like I... That is a cool perspective on it. It And it makes sense because 
life is so chaos. It's so chaotic yeah. if you really step back and look at it. And to also think that one person has the power over all these different universes, like, it just seems far-fetched. Like, that's kind of why I like paganism, because there's all these different gods for different things. Like, I like Greek mythology and Roman mythology and all that. Like, why why wouldn't there be multiple different people? Like, why would one person be able to, like, envision all of this when it maybe it was took, like, a multitude of different people to be like, okay, let's come together and create this world it's and what like we do as humans yeah, on a lot of different things like it just makes a lot of sense for it to be like a whole oh, bunch of different see, gods that come together again i don't particularly believe in labels so yeah. the part of organized religion i hate is that it's it's i try to explain this to my dad because he's a, a, a devout christian believes in god same yeah parents yeah. and i'm like oh cool cool i get that yeah but why does it have to why do you have to call him god what why god because the second you call it God, the Muslim that believes in Allah, which is basically the same thing. It's the exact, yeah. We have very similar, like the, the Muslim, the, they're so similar. Yeah, they're all based off of the same thing, like. A higher power. Yeah, there's a higher something. But it makes being, sense. Whatever, yeah. It makes sense if you think about how different all cultures are. Why wouldn't, because of millions of years, or hundreds or thousands of years of that culture being in that area, their Bible, their rules, their Quran, their whatever, mm -hmm. would have different things in it because like. As things happen, like, the human beings that were following that religion were like, hey, we can't do this. Yeah. Because that's what happens over there. Like, And then over here, we're like, well, we can do that. That never happens to us. And, like, that's how all these different religions started. Yeah. But my problem with organized religion is they want to put a label on it. And then that's what causes the infighting between us human beings. Yeah. We're all the same human beings. Yeah. But because that person wants to call it Allah and read from this book, and we want to call it God, and we read from this book, we can't get along. And the thing that they what? always forget is that the books were written by men. They weren't written oh. by God. They weren't written by Allah. They that's, were literally written by men for men to create order for men. Yes. Like That's one of my biggest gripes with the Bible. And the thing that I bring up to my dad all the time, and again, I'm getting older so I can kind of understand this rule. Uh, I, I might be messing this up because I haven't read this. I've just heard it. That in the Bible it says you need to give 10% tithe. The fact that it's a number, okay, tells me it's written by a human being. Yeah. Because if God is God and God is who he is, he would say give what you can, when you can. Because he would never let his church fail. Correct. He would make it so that the priest found a million bucks in the briefcase if all of the, 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 um, yeah. the congregation couldn't come up with enough contributions. He wouldn't want the priests lining their pockets just to get richer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It is That's... like my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And then, but, but then I do understand that because it's a 10% that that's why it, like God knew that like the, the church does need X amount of dollars to stay open. So I was trying to justify it from like a, you know, it's not like 10 bucks because money has changed value over yeah. so many times. So 10%. But again, it's like the fact that he put a number on it. I'm like, that's not something God would do. If it was no. really God, would he really have to say 10%? No, he would, he would put the, the will inside of a person to want to have a mass and they would just... Right. congregate that's, like that's what would just happen that's what i'm like, saying that's why i would say, it would say in the bible give what you can yeah. when you can yeah and then being good christians like they are they'd be like well pastor how much is enough and he'd be like we need about 10 percent of your paychecks to keep our church open okay which is also suspicious because like that's a lot yeah, of money 
first of all, how do you know it's 10% of what I make? Like, maybe it's only 5% of what I make. Right. How do you know that number? Like, how do you know what I make? Like, right. So then it almost incentivizes the priest to find more rich people. Because if mm-hmm. you have a higher income, 10% of your higher income, yeah. 10% of somebody's 30 grand is 3 grand a year. Yeah. Not yeah. that much money. But somebody that makes 100 grand a year, 10% of your money is 10,000 bucks. Yeah. Which, if, to them, would probably be nothing. But, like, at the same time, like... That's still a chunk of my money. Right. Like, it, why would I? It incentive, it's a human thing. It incentivizes them to find more rich people to join their church. Yeah. When the, the, the focus should be whoever walks in, can you give me a penny? Great. Thank you. You're, you're such a good Christian. Thank yeah. you. I mean, not it, 10%. And no, and it's not even like the giving of things. Like, why do I have to give for you for me to show my faith? Like, I, I think that's two different things. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do understand. It, it mm-hmm. probably takes money to run a church. Yeah. you got to keep the lights on. you got to build the thing. And maybe sure. they got a mortgage. Everybody's in different situations. So I do understand that God would say, because then it creates a sense of um, community because we're putting our money into our church. And that's kind of how like, the old Doesn't the Vatican days. also give them a budget? But that's the bad. See, that's the, the Vatican. Oh. Like, they, oh. priests have a, they have a set paycheck like they get paid i know and then they also take this money from the people i know which is like Why? they do some shady i've known a lot of priests in my life just because you know polish well, yeah yeah and there's there's some shady shady things going on with I cash like, i feel like that has been one of the things one of the biggest things to be talked about in the last 10 15 years oh yeah is like we're all because of social media and we're all communicating now and bringing our stories we're like Oh, the Catholic Church is really bad. Catholicism is like, and, and it, it's like the it's like the very typical story of using the message of God and just tainting the fuck out of it and using it for the most terrible purposes yeah. to become the most dominant religion and the most like, oh, yep. it makes me hate it so much more. Mm, mm, I agree. And since high school, since Mrs. Brunt's class, when she I learned all this stuff, yeah, I looked at my parents and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to church anymore. And they're like, what? I'm like, I just, I don't like the idea of an organized religion. Like I don't, I want to be able to have my faith my way because that's what feels comfortable for faith. I don't want to have to be following a strict pattern that's ordained to me. And, and, and the mantra always seems to have been the response I always get was like, you that's faith. You have to come to church. I have faith. I don't go to church. But I'm I'm saying like from their point of view, they they were like, oh, you just don't want to go to church. And like, you don't. You don't have faith in God. Yep. God will light the way. Always. And like, that is the good part of it. I think if there is a God and you really do have faith and you really do follow, like he will provide the path. Mm-hmm. But we're not saying that. We're not saying that we don't want to do that. Like I love having faith for the universe. Yeah. That if I stay positive and a good person, it will light the way for me. I do believe that. Absolutely. But I don't need it to be Christian and God and Allah. Like I don't want the yeah. organized part of it. I love the spiritual side of it. There's oh, yeah. a lot of good words and messages in the Bible that make a lot of freaking sense. 100%. But it's like, I just wish it didn't come out of the Bible. I wish yeah. it was just like, this is the book. Like, this is the book. <laughs> this is the book. This is the book from, from the somebody. The good, this is the book with all the good things. Yeah. Hey, give it a read. Like so, so, me and Sean have talked about this a lot. And we came to the same point, but from different point, from different, um, from two different places. He came up with this religion he called AIR. And AIR stands for all-inclusive religions. So it didn't matter what religion you had. If you came to AIR, you were part of the group. And we all worshiped together. And my view was, 
we should disband all religions and have no religion and we're just the human race and we do understand that there's something bigger than us and that we just worship together the whatever it is not yeah. worship because i don't i don't want to i don't want to have to bow down to it like i just respect it bowing down is it I want to come have it's, a communication yes, with it. Yes, it's more of a, a give and take. Yeah. Worship seems like all I have to do is give. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I guess a, a religious person, like a Christian person would say, well, that's because God made the earth. He did give to you. So you should. So there's there's arguments there. But we're getting down the road. I feel you. We came to the same realization yeah. from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I like the air name, though. That's pretty right? nice. It's dope. Because it's like, we all breathe air. Like <laughs> When he told me that I was so jealous, I didn't tell him this and he'll find this out. But like, I was so jealous. Like, oh my God, your your path was so much better than yeah. mine. Air sounds cool as fuck. Dude, like, that's a great one. I'm going I'm to hold on to that one. Thanks, Sean. Right? I'm going to hold on to that. And maybe, like, I might have to be a thing. I'm a dreamer. And like, like my <gasps> podcast, I like to make things happen. I was like, ooh. Do I start like a Facebook group called Air now? Literally was thinking the same thing right now. Like, And you want to know what's a creepy thing? As I'm doing this with people, I'm realizing, you know how, and everybody says this. Again, it's like you don't realize things that you realize them personally. Everybody says we're all humans. We We all should get along. But I feel like lately because of social media, especially people our age, we really all seem to feel and think the same way. Like I don't know anybody our age that's like a devout religious person. Do you know anybody that's like a no. devout, that's not, our age? No, no, well, no, not our age. Yeah. I know people who are older who are devout, right? So like... That was their thing. 30 years older than me or not. Like, I, yes, my brothers are, I, I would say that they're devout. They go every Sunday. But really? I want to say my first brother enjoys it because it's the part of the tradition and the culture and that's what he knows. Yes. I think my second brother, I think he does it because his wife is... Catholic, she's Polish. She's right from Poland. So like, I think that, that because she's so strict on it, I think that's why he, because he's the one that gave me the Bible and was like, here, sis, if you're into theology, why don't you give this a read and actually read it? And I was like, and that started me on my whole. Really? Yeah. So like he, I know he understands it. So I have a feeling he goes specifically because his wife goes and that's. And that's what makes me sad. And this is again, oh my God, so many things linked together. The more I talk, the more I realize I think so many people still stick to religion and then you go and you listen to the words and it becomes part of your psyche. But I think a lot of people go to church because they like the things that church provides, a sense of community, friends, talking mm-hmm. to. And and you, you're not going to say like, oh, Christianity's not real because then you'd be invalidating going and seeing your friends every yeah. Sunday and the sense of community you like. But really, truly, I think if you ask those people like, Hey, if I was to introduce air to you, and it doesn't matter what you believe in, would you come yeah. to my church? And they'd probably, if they took the time to think about it, they'd probably be like, yeah, why wouldn't I go to a place where I'm not going to fight with anybody else that my religion's better and you're wrong? Yeah. But then you'd have the uh, folks that are, you know, uh, very specific that, you know, no, my religion is, that's my religion. I don't want to be forced. I don't want to, you know, look at a... I know. Some people get so dead set. They have a very narrow view of what is right and... Not right and wrong, but like what is proper and not proper, I guess. No, they do. And this is... Like I'm having thoughts that I almost can't verbalize. I I do this often. So like uh, gay people. I talk about this all the time to my dad. Because he is a devout Christian. And in the Bible it says bad, right? Essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. 
the new the, the newer versions of the Bible say it. If you actually look at the like old old Bible, the before the Saint James version and everything like that, the old ones, they, it wasn't about homosexuals. It was about pedophiles. Really? Yeah. So the the Bible changed based on the context back in like the eighteen hundreds, somewhere around there. I want to say when and that they, was probably because somebody didn't. And they like, changed the wording a little bit. So it's the same uh, things, but they changed it. So it used to be about pedophiles. And then they changed it to homosexuality. And that's what we're all now preaching because this is the Bible. Right. And it's like, but like, do you know your history of the Bible? You know, that's not the oldest but, version. But even at that point, like, I've, I've thought about, I'm not a gay person, so I, I guess I can't say too much about it. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what a person actually likes and doesn't like. You're not in their head. Correct, yeah. Just based on that sentence alone, nobody should have any issues with homosexuality at all. No, or women doing what they want with their own body. Like, that's also the same, like, why would you tell somebody how they can and cannot be? Like, they're their own person. So so my views on abortion, man, we're getting into it. I like it. (laughs) Fuck yeah. This is what I wanted to talk about. I'm... I'm not for abortion. I'm not against abortion mm-hmm. because I believe it's very situational, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't. The main problem we're having as a society is that the federal government is telling people what they can and can't do when it's not the government's job to tell you what you can and can't do. Should you have an abortion? No. Like I, I do think that the Republicans that say you're killing some, it's going to be a person. I get that perspective. Mm-hmm. It's it's it makes sense. Like. You shouldn't. But that's not up to the federal government to tell people to do that. Absolutely. And I do 100% believe in your body, just like nobody's going to tell me what I can do with my body. Yeah. Nobody can tell you what to do with your body. Yeah. So I get that argument. But those two things don't and never will go together. Yeah. Like the, like the perspective that like if you have a hard stance on I'm not killing something, or I shouldn't say something, a baby. Mm-hmm. That's your view, and you'll never change it. And no argument of this is my body, you can't tell me what to do is going to change their mind. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Right, but it, it's it's a it's a conversation for people like us to, to get into the details and like, what's your view on it and why, but not the federal government. Yeah, 100%. It yeah. should be up to that person's community, their family, their church, their religion, whatever. Like, Yeah, but for, it should be that person specific. It shouldn't be like... Yes. You like if I want to do it in this state, like why do I have to go to another state to take care? Like why can't why would it not be okay if I need to have one? Why? So this is why part of why I want to have this podcast because if somebody gets this far along and, and listens to what we're saying, yeah, I, and they have their views, I hope it changes their perspective. Or not even I don't want it to change it. I just hope they understand different perspectives that we're living in this like weird. We let our ancestors and the way that they did things up until this point make us live a certain way that we have states and lines. Like I don't think any of us nowadays, cause we're so damn busy care about who lives in the next state over because states are just imaginary lines. We drew. Yeah. You're living your own life over there. I don't care what you're doing unless it impacts me directly. Yeah. Like yeah. why are we letting the federal government, why are we letting them tell us what we can yeah. and can't do? Why are we like, I, like I don't as much as I, Oh, this is going to get into a really good conversation. I can't wait to have. <laughs> Like, I understand, like, the whole, like, you know, following politics and all of that. But, like, the government right now is garbage. Just garbage. Governments are garbage. Yeah. Democracy and America's democracy is the best thing available right now. Right now, compared to the rest of the world. I mean, maybe not, like, free places, but against... um, America's a little... They're a little... They're shady to me. Like, I, I... They're... 
No, no, for sure. I just mean as a human being. Like the freedom you get as a human being living in America versus Nigeria. Okay, fair. Versus Russia. Versus China. Versus Yemen. Like, if you had to pick, I'm not going to lie, I'm picking America all day long. Yeah. It sucks. We have a lot of shady shit. We have a lot of wrong shit. We have a lot of like, what the fuck are you doing? But still, comparatively to the rest. Yeah, I can... can. Would you want to be a woman in Russia? No. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, would you want to be a woman in China? No. Also, no. No, or Yemen. Yemen, uh, or I mean, like Syria, or no, no, so I would not. So, like, it's that's what I mean when I say the best thing available. I agree with you. I think it's it's, it's sad that it's the best thing available. Yes, uh, and it's like, and it's not even like that great. Is the other part no. like it's it's it, you're right? Okay, that's what I'm saying. It it's the best thing available. That's in what I'm a saying. Sense. Like, it's sad that it's the best thing available. There's some countries that are okay. Like Germany is actually a great place to live. Yeah. Uh, like you know, like there's some places like Italy is a good place to live. Yeah, like there's true, there's true. some decent places to live. Yes. But comparatively, like yeah, yeah. In American. terms of your freedoms, which to me, honestly, that's now that I'm getting older and realizing more about how laws and all shit, like freedom is a huge freedom. Yeah, it's man. such an important thing. And I don't think you're more free, well, arguably not anymore here in America because it's getting worse by the day. Mm. But like arguably this is the pl- best place to be free from the get-go, yeah. from the day you're born. Like yeah. this is the best place, you know, cultural stigmas and all that aside, like you're pretty dang free here. But it sucks that this is the best we got. <laughs> yeah. I mean? And it also depends like where you, like also depends on, on like your where you're born i guess if you say so like if you're yeah, born yeah, african-american yeah. like america kind of sucks yes I uh you know it, mexican it still kind of sucks yeah. uh like growing being white like yeah it's not that bad as a woman as a man it would be a, it's a lot nicer for you well, compared to is, women but like it's not as horrible for us here like yeah. we don't but the, the whole thing where they're telling us we can and cannot do things with our bodies a little yeah it's a little and, and this is what creeps me out is like Everybody I talk to, for the, for the most part, agrees. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to tell a woman to, what to do with her body. No, especially, like, we fought since 19, what, 50 for this? To, like, to have our rights. Like, what are you going to take away next from women? It, it's just, it leads down that rabbit hole of, like, well, what else are you going to do to us? Like, that's not right. Like, it's not right for you to tell us that. Like, why, first of all, why do men get to dictate, like, in the government? Like, It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And, and I think... I'm always very careful when talking about things like this because I know when you're in a conversation you can generalize very easily mm-hmm. because I'm a white man, but I don't have any of the views most older white men have. No, absolutely. And it, it sucks to be a white man and get generalized against because I, but I understand it. Like I get it. It's just, again, why I think that the federal government sh- just shouldn't be involved in so much. No. Shit. And there's a whole bunch of shit they shouldn't be involved in. Like why, why? Uh, I don't, we're all coming to the same realization. It makes me so sad that we can't band together because it is hard to band together to, to get rid of the corrupt, the greed, the bad, mm. but then bad, I think there will always be good and bad people and yeah. then bad people will find a way to then take over whatever new thing. Cause I truly think our founding fathers kind of thought like this, like, yes, some of them had slaves and like, I think they didn't even know what they were doing because that was the cult, uh, what was appropriate at yeah. the time. That's fair. And I think a lot of them did, like, uh, was it, it's not Thomas Jefferson, I think he did have slaves. But, like, there was, like, a few founding fathers that were, like, 
I'm, I don't have slaves. Like I, they work for me. Like yeah. they, they weren't comfortable with that idea. And I think that's what led us to have America. I think America was great at one point, and then bad people doing what bad people do corrupted it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know because, what I mean. Because like Lincoln got rid of he he abolished slavery. Yes. So like we definitely had some good. But eggs. he's just a good human being. Yeah, that's what I mean. These labels, and it goes back to the religion. We have these labels, labels. Everybody's everything's got to be labeled, and it's like <laughs> yeah. we're just human beings, and there's just some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah, like some of us are females, and some of us are males, and some of us are whatever. But like we're all just beings on this planet. Yeah, we're just humans, and we're all trying to be okay and happy. But then there's bad people out there that take advantage of the good people, and through whatever. I mean, cops, government, firefighters, mm. contractors. Uh, data analysts like there's just good and bad ones that will take advantage of their situation and then ruin it for the rest of us and good people who are always trying to fight back but excuse me as a good person you oh god we're getting into some good stuff (laughs) I have this view that evil will always win Mm, see I also so I'm I'm on the fence about it so like I feel like good and evil will always like stay neck and neck but I feel like I feel like evil isn't as evil as we think it is sometimes. I think I think there's a part of evil that's a little bit more on the neutral side of things and it just likes to let things happen. Let things happen. Like you cause your own demise. Like fix True. it. But see wh- the way I think about it is evil has no boundaries. Evil will kill, evil will still steal. But there's there's some evil that won't kill. Like there's some, like, you know what I mean? There's different levels of levels evil. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas good is always just good. They do the right thing. They do the, like, yes, good people can do some shady things, but then don't they fall into the bad category? I don't know. This is where it gets so complicated. Like there, there's levels to, there, there was nine is. levels of hell. So there's, there's, there's levels I think to evilness, but then good is just straight up. You're good. Like as soon as you step out of line, you start getting labeled. Ooh, that's a good perspective. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, See, I was thinking about it more in the sense of like our government. People who are bad Mm, will do whatever it takes to be in power. And to get there, there's ways you can get to being in power easily by cutting corners, by taking bribes, by killing people. Mm -hmm. So... They will get to that point faster, which will give them the power, which means they essentially will win, which I I would argue is what's happened to America. Yeah. Like, it started out really good, and people just figured out the loopholes and the this and the that, and and now America is run by corrupt criminals because they have no morals and ethics to stop them from doing what needs to be done to stay in power. Whereas a good person, like you said, there's levels to it. You almost have to be somewhat shady to win the race to yeah. try and be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to take bribes and, and do shade to get the support to be even anywhere in, in government these days. Yeah. So 10, 10 people are running for a position. Yeah. And if you are, if nine people are doing something shady because they know that's the only way to win because they know everybody else is doing shady and you want to be the one good person, like obviously you're probably not going to win. Yeah. Because they're already a step ahead of you, a couple steps ahead of you because they're doing bad things yeah and nobody has like that perfect life so like there's always you know something in the closet somewhere for some of these politicians and everything so it's like 
So then why not just do this? Why not just do that? Yeah. I want to get into office. And I'll make good decisions when I'm there. But then when you get into there, you're you competing still... on another level. And yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I got to take this bribe because if I don't, then I won't be able to get my good thing in. And it's like. And that's how they get corrupted. And then that's it. They, there's no crawling out of that hole. <sighs> that's what makes me so sad. So because I think I am. I actively try to be a good person. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. I enjoy being a good person. I enjoy the oh shit where they, I seen a video where they were saying that the happiness that you get from helping somebody is not in the act of helping them. It's the gratitude you receive back from that person. Yeah. Because if you help somebody like change a flat tire and they're like, fuck you. And they drive off. Yeah. You'd be like, we'll oh. see if I help the next person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't feel good about it. But then when that person's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like I needed so much. I was, I got, I'm in a rut. You're it like, oh, you, feel, you yeah. feel good. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I genuinely enjoy being a good person. I, I even, I know that I could cut corners. I know I could do things to help me get ahead in life. And I purposely choose not to do them because I want to have a good set of morals and ethics. You have a good soul. You know that. Thank you. You're I, welcome. It's not, it's not like, and again, I think so many, ooh, race cars. Right? I think so many people look at that as like, oh, you're just being nice to be nice and get ahead. But there I'm not. Yeah. And it's but it's very hard because there are people who do good things. Yeah. But you can you can to get almost attention. tell the difference when they're not genuine. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're really That's paying the word attention. Genuine, yeah. yeah. You can tell when they're not genuine or not about yeah. it. Because they just but then again you have to actually be paying attention to it. Because right. some people just don't pay attention to and, human behavior at all. And, and life is hard. It's oblivious. Life is work. Work yeah. is hard. It's it's this thing, life, man, it is a... Dude, life is work. Uh, if I could go back and be a teenager again, I absolutely <sighs> would. And would I Would I change what I did with my life? I don't know. I had an adventure. Like, yes. To get here where I am, it's been an adventure. It's life. Like, yeah. it's unavoidable. Because I had the same conversation with, with another friend. was like, the life path stuff I wasn't even thinking about. I just want to go back to a time... Where it was simpler. Because you didn't know. And then almost like once you learn and once you see the perspective and once your world gets bigger, it never gets smaller again. No. Like unless you you put yourself in a position to be new and like yeah. you don't know. So then you're exploring. But you'll never be able to go back to that level of carelessness. No. When I was a kid, you just didn't know this stuff. So it was – you couldn't be upset about it no. if you wanted no, you would just lay in the grass, look at the clouds and be like, man, it's oh. a good day today. And it, like I don't have the time to do that now. Like it's <laughs> – do you know there's a, a meme of, uh, what's the girl on Seinfeld? Uh, the actor, the actress. Oh, I don't know her name. Uh, I don't you know, know her name. Uh, I'm not a big Seinfeld boy, but you know, I there's know a meme of her about, yeah. laying face down on a bed. And it says, do you remember falling asleep in fifth grade at like four o'clock and, <laughs> and waking up eight hours, you know, eight hours later, not knowing what day of the week it was, not knowing who you are, whatever. It was like. That, I want that. I miss being able to sleep like 14 hours, like good sleep, just solid 14 hours and wake up feeling like, all right, I guess I can tackle the day now. Like, I can't even get five hours now I in a know. row. Like, and and this is, I'm, I might be having some midlife crisis things early <laughs> because I think these, when you have a midlife crisis, I think you're just coming to the realization because of so much life experience, you get to a point in life where you're like, oh my God, half of it's gone. Yeah. And I'm not ever going to have those firsts again. 
So sometimes I think I'm having some early, or maybe I'm just compiling a bunch. And, t- and then when I reach a certain point, I'll have my midlife crisis because <laughs> I'll have like a hundred realizations that like, whoa, I'm halfway through and I'll never have those things again. Yeah. That nap is gone forever. Yeah. One day you took the best nap of your life and, and then... Never happened again. Never happened again. Yeah. I think about that. Or like... Where you like, uh, I don't, I don't know if it happened for you, but when I woke up the day after my 30th birthday, I got a crick in my neck that like didn't go away for five months. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, is this 30 now? Is this what this is? You just get like random aches and pains and they don't leave for months. And the doctor's like, well, you must've pinched a nerve in your sleep. I I did what? How? I was sleeping. I was sleep Exactly. I I was sleeping. How did I do that? That. Yeah. And, and. Kills me. The finality, like the the finality, I'm thinking of using the word of life. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 kind of it's part of why I am the way I am, who I am, like yep. why I just hey, I got an idea for a podcast, I'm doing it yep. because once today is gone, it is gone forever. Yeah, you don't get it again. You don't, and and I don't think people. Some people just don't get that. I'm like, like I know they're mundane days, but like it's so valuable. Once it's gone, it's just gone yeah do do the thing today that you wanted to do today like why why wait like yeah i i've been so not that i've struggled with it but like i try to be better about like you know what let me just do it today get it done with today yeah and then this way i don't have to do it tomorrow like why would i put it off why put off there's um one of the things i always tell my wife is i almost wanted to start like a podcast or youtube channel and call myself the cliche guy because i reiterate maybe this is what made me who i am and, and and got me to where i am for whatever reason in my brain, I repeat cliche sayings all the time when those instances come in life. Just like you said, when I'm doing a task and I'm like, ugh, it pops into my head. Why put off the thing today that or t- to tomorrow that you could do today? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so true because I'm going to have to do it tomorrow anyways. Why don't I just do it today? It and do it. Yeah. And then maybe tomorrow I can like, maybe I can actually put my feet up. Yes. Maybe. But if you just follow all the cliche sayings in life, your life gets exponentially better. Yeah. You're cliche for a reason. Yeah. They are, yeah. Save your money. You know, don't spend it on stupid things. Like, everybody says it. But then we all still spend our money on stupid shit. And then we're like, oh. Because, like, sometimes, you know, that advertisement pops up. You're like, (laughs) you know what? I need this. Right. But I just mean, like, that's why I wanted to start that YouTube channel. It's like like a channel of just a bunch of cliche sayings that play all the time. Because it probably would bring value to somebody's life. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. If I just do all the things the wise people my whole life have always told me, it would be better. Yeah. It would be better. Yeah. I used to enjoy those stupid, like, little, like, uh, philosopher sayings and stuff like that. Like, back in high school. Like, it didn't mean crap to me, but I loved them. And, like, now I can't, like, carpe diem. Like, why the hell not? Like, sometimes you just got to say YOLO. Let's yes. do this. Like, but that, And then you, you reach a point in life or in your life journey that you're, like, you have that realization. Like, oh, my God, that's what they meant. Like, this yeah. is the moment that that's what they meant. Yeah. Like, me, when I'm broke, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what they meant by don't spend your money and save it. <laughs> Oh my god, you idiot! Oh, yeah. that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, know, you get arrested. And you're sitting there, and you're like, "Why didn't I stay home?" Nothing good does ever happen after two a.m. It's always bad. Do you ideas. see how you could have almost a podcast of cliche sayings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they would lead to all these stories, and then a bunch of people would go, "Oh my god!" What I, what I really hope comes from this, and I hope people do, is just take time to listen and take time to talk and yeah. just realize things. I've become so much more empathetic and, and and genuine because I just, you come to these realizations and you're like, we are all the same. Yeah. What are we doing? Because I've been so miserable some days and I'm like, 
what is the point? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Or it's like, what am I actually sad about? Like, what what is causing me to... Is it my finances? Because like, eh, it's yeah. finances. Like, I'll figure it out tomorrow. Right. Like, I'll make some more money, you know, as we go along here. Like, it'll be okay. Like, what am I actually upset about? So, like, sometimes you have to, like, talk yourself out of a... Yes. Where your brain spirals out and you're like, no, no, we don't need to do this right now. That's a strength. What, yeah. what you just said. That's good that you... Again, I, I love having realizations. Sean uh, has anxiety, and I hope it's okay that I'm saying this. But, like, real anxiety. Like, genetic, probably mm-hmm. bad anxiety. To, to where, like, it... it bothers him and like he can't do certain things and like i was like can't you just tell yourself it's okay because i've never had anxiety mm-hmm. ever. i i I'm a, I'm a very blessed person i just grew up with no trauma very lucky great past so like because of that i didn't understand addiction or anxiety i'm like that doesn't seem depression like can't you just be happy yeah until i experienced those things so i'm a hunter and i uh a huge buck Hunting is, do you, you, you hunt I, No, I don't hunt, no. but I know about it. No, no, my friends hunt. So yeah, like, yeah. So it's it's a huge passion. Of I graciously accept the venison to my Yes, it's a, everybody says. Everybody's, everybody knows somebody that has given them venison. They're yeah. like, it's pretty dang good, that jerky. It's, so I don't mind it. It's, it's not bad. It's <laughs> yeah. not bad, you know? But hunting, you get so excited about hunting, and then you sit in a tree stand, and this is like a version of hunting. Because there's people who hunt out west who like hike yeah. all day. But again, it's very same thing. You don't see anything for a majority of the time. But you get so excited and then you sit in a tree. For like hours on end. And nothing. And nothing. And nothing. And then like you see a deer and it's like, oh, it's a baby. Okay. You know, and then you sit there and you sit there and then it's like, oh. oh I it's wouldn't a, have it's a the dough. patience. It, it's, a, it's a good discipline. I didn't think about it. It is a good discipline thing to be able to force yourself to sit. I literally can't sit still long enough to watch a movie unless it's like a real good. I've, I've inherited I've inherited my dad and my grandma's like, we always got to be on the move. Yeah. Something. If there's a time to sit, there's a time. If there's a time to lean, there's a time to clean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, that's got to be a Polish thing. I feel like old know, Polish ladies are really clean. They are. They are. Right. They always got lace everywhere. I got <laughs> lace, but mine's black. So <laughs> nice. Well, hey, I that's your it style. Off. I trade it off. That's your style. Yeah. I, it took me like 30 years to get my mom to realize I like black. I like green. I don't mind like I don't mind the old stuff, but like it's gotta have give me a skull with it. That's your taste. That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in the morgue for a little bit. I'm <sighs> interested in skulls and things. That's awesome. Yeah. But hunting, a buck yeah. walks out, and <sighs> I, I start shaking. I mean, legitimate shaking. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a bow hunter, so I like have to get my bow, and he's walking. And I'm trying. steady at it and everything. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel you. Oh, I wasn't steady. Oh. So, because <laughs> it was the biggest buck I had ever seen to date. Like, I've only been hunting eight years, and it was this. It was a big buck. Yeah. So, and it, it's called buck fever. It's a real thing. It happens. And I'm so focused on him, and I'm shaking, and I don't realize that I see the tree that he's behind, and I'm waiting. But because I'm so anxious and excited and blah 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 i don't realize that the branches are still just covering him uh and i shoot and it was probably gonna be a bad shot anyways but i have these things they're called luminox so i can see the arrow on the travel path right and right at the last second pink and he hears the noise and he runs away and i almost started crying i believe it so i'm telling this to sean and he goes dude that's anxiety 
Like what you're experiencing right now, because I'm at the bar mm-hmm. days later. Yeah. And I'm like telling him this and he can like feel how anxious and excited I was. He goes, right now what you're experiencing is anxiety. You're freaking out and thinking about that thing over and over and missed. I, I couldn't stop thinking about the missed shot. Yep. What if I had done this different? Blah, 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 blah. Like you don't stop talking to yourself. Yep. And it just, it's on repeat. No matter what I told myself, like, dude, it's, you'll see more deer. Like, no matter what I could say. No. And no, it came back. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. And over and over. And then I'm like, oh my God, I just had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I understand anxiety. I feel so much worse for people who have chronic anxiety. Yeah. And it's it was a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. But it was, it, it was just like one of those things because I had never experienced that perspective until I had that moment and it was explained to me. I was like, and I understood it. And maybe that's why I love podcasting and talking so much because I really truly enjoy learning another person's perspective yeah. oh, because then it makes me understand things better. Well, as, as soon as I saw your little video when you were like, uh, I'm going to have a podcast, I was like, I like to talk. Yeah. I'll talk. Right. Whatever you want to talk about. I got, I got a wide variety of topics. We are two hours in. Dang. Two hours in. It doesn't in. even feel like, – if it wasn't for the sun changing, I, I would not have known. And thank God Like that the time went by that fast. It's still kind of right out and it's 8 o'clock. Oh, it's yeah. It's 8.23. I'm past my time. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is therapy. Mm-hmm. I get a high off of a good – and this is taking all the right turns. <laughs> We're going down all the right rabbit and covering so many subjects. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, I, I, I think that was like my big thing in starting this. I just enjoy a good conversation. Yeah, I enjoy growth, like bettering myself. Well, this what this like a podcast reminds me of is you remember back when we were in high school or like grammar school and you had AIM, yeah. right? And you'd be on there chatting like in different chat rooms for different <laughs> subjects and stuff like that. Like that's what it reminds me of when you would actually have like conversations. decent conversations yes. and it would just. You'd go down the rabbit hole for hours just talking to people on AIM just about bullshit, just whatever the topic was. And and not to get like on my high horse, I think this is what society needs. Yeah. We, um, Sean and I were talking about this, that in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I feel like when times were a little bit more peaceful, mm-hmm. a lot of people had porches, front porches. And because yeah. we didn't have all the technology we had, you spent a lot of time on that. You spent a lot of time close to your neighbors because yeah. they all saw you. They would walk over. And there was no technology, no cell phones. So you were out there talking to people. You were socializing. Yes. And I, I'm probably messing this up. But I think it's the five like tenets of like what's important for a human to be healthy. Diet's one of them. Sleep's very, very important. Uh, exercise. There's like things that mm-hmm. make up uh, like that lead to a healthy lifestyle. Longevity. Yeah. And one of them that I was super surprised about was – and they're just like – this is being found out now and it's on all the videos. Socialization. Yeah. They, I'm going to butcher this. They did a study on longevity in, uh, I want to say a part of New York mm-hmm. way back in the day. And there was a village of, of almost all immigrants from this certain part of Italy. And they seemed to be outliving everybody else. So in this study, when they were trying to figure out what they were doing different mm-hmm. than all the villages around them, not Far geographically. Yeah. Very similar in makeup immigrant-wise. But this one area from this part of Italy was living longer than everybody else. Yeah. And they're like, why? It was a super close-knit community. For whatever reason, like maybe they were relatives, like majority of them were relatives and stuff. But they noticed that everybody, like people would come into the store to buy meat and they would talk to the guy for a half an hour. Yeah. And then they realized that that is a huge component of being healthy and longevity. Is we have to socialize with each other. It's part of, um, so when I was in sociology in, in college, it was, uh, you had to learn like 
it was part of the what is it for society to be able to be like as a whole you have to have so there's there is no society if there is no socialization yes like you have to have communication to be able to have an actual society for there to even be a government because agreement if we didn't upon talk laws to, agreement yeah. upon barriers and boundaries and yeah. respect and yeah that's wild do you think that's why america's getting so shitty because i feel like as a society we are getting more and more divided yeah, we are. No, absolutely like, we are. This isn't so like maybe enough. that is why. Maybe we don't have enough co- We probably don't. You're probably right. That I like, it was kind of part of my motivating factor. I was like, you know what? Cuz if like, I want to be the change, I got to be the change. I mean, social media is great. You get to keep in contact, you get to see all this stuff from I wouldn't know half the stuff about the Ukraine war if it wasn't for TikTok. Right. I just wouldn't have known like it was nowhere being presented on the news media. It wasn't showing me that parts of the information. Right. So it's just it's very fascinating to see that are what we get from the media is also depending where you're looking is oh. also messed up because it's not all the same on all the channels it's not all the same on all the social media platforms you used to be able to get good stuff on on twitter and then tiktok came along and like trump twitter out of the water with the information that they're presenting so right. it's very curious how like how it gets modified and yeah changed. and i think it's because so a lot of the apps uh, like Facebook and all that are now monitored by the U.S. government. TikTok isn't because it's Chinese. Well, so you is why? that why we're getting all the information that we shouldn't be getting? Because and why do you think the United States government is pushing so hard to ban TikTok and doesn't yeah. like TikTok? Because maybe they're trying to censor us on certain information. Yeah, just like Russia certain censors information on their people yeah. of what they want to know. I I'm that's really, a good like, realization right there. Yeah, that's like when. Up. When I started to hear about like, oh, TikTok's from China, you shouldn't be on it. I was like, why not? Like, what? Like that's what got that's what well, prompted they, they're me using to like. The, they're, they're stealing your data. And I was like, what data do I have for you to steal? Please, right. if you want to steal a, my freaking cat pics, yeah, like, yeah. go ahead. So like, I got it, and then I started looking at it oh and watching it, and I was God. like, is this why they don't want us to have it? Because like, I've just learned so many new things in the ten minutes I've been looking at it than what I did in the news, and it. But you do have to argue, and if, I don't know if this is true or not, that, that there has to be some government corruption in what they are sharing with us on TikTok. Because I heard that their TikTok in China is all educational stuff. And, and Yeah, so theirs is super limited, but they allow like – so yes, they created the app. Sure, maybe they're mining our information. But at the same point, it's a free platform that you no, can no, – I don't even mean mining the information, just that – they're letting our TikTok in America be these silly, stupid things. Yeah. Do you think that's like some form of China government trying to fuck Americans? Because they're America's government. So like... Maybe they're shining the mirror back to America. Like, you know uh, what? You know what? You think that your media provides you all the information. Let's give you ooh. a platform that's going to shine that light on you guys for you to see. And they're trying to expose some light to us? Yeah. Oh, that is a totally different perspective I never thought about. Yeah. That's how I was thinking about it. It very well again. There could be good and bad Chinese people. Absolutely. There could be good and bad parts of Chinese government. Just like I'm sure there's good and bad politicians here, mostly bad, and the good and bad parts of our government. Because we do try to help our homeless. We do try to provide social programs. We but try. then there are politicians who are just doing it for the the glamour and stealing money. Yep, for the clout. Yeah. Oh, man. Life is so complicated. It sure is. And it's like, where were those days back, like, you know, in the early 90s where, like, it didn't seem like this? Yeah. I don't. It definitely wasn't. Or did we just not know? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, did we not know? Like, 
Was it? I mean, but like my brothers tell me the '90s were good, so like maybe the '90s were good. Like probably because go- government had less power. I mean, they've only ever gained power every year since the inception of the government. Yeah, they've only ever increased taxes, increased regulations, increased laws. It's never gone backwards. Maybe we're just getting the tail end of a shitty government because that they have just. Year after year after year, Which been able makes to control me terrified us more for what is it? When's more. the elections coming up? Four years now? Oh, I don't. Dude. Whenever that, like, that's the biggest freaking sham, and, and not sham, but just like, there's <sighs> nobody that's like a decent prospect. Like, you have to choose the lesser of all the evils to be like, all right, that I, I shouldn't guess. be how we have to. No, not at all. Except our president. No, no, absolutely. I mean. That's the, I think that's the only reason that like Bernie was chosen was because like he was the lesser of the evils. I, wi- I wish. And he's not even that great. Him. And it's no. like, but he was the lesser of the evils at the time. And it's like, I guess he's a decent choice. I like, feel like that's how all of our government elections are getting. Yeah. We're, we're, we all know there are politicians who lie that will say whatever it takes to get into office. And we're yep. just like, well, I think this guy lies a little less than the other one. Yeah. Let so me I vote am. for him. Yeah, which I feel like because not a lot of people want to follow politics these days because it's literally all trash. So it's like. So on um, <coughs> my Monday podcast, my buddy was a, was a lawyer. He's a teacher now. and What a change. That's what I said. But good for him. Yeah. And it's because he realized how corrupt the justice system is. Good for him. And, and in our conversation, I was saying to him, like, this, the fact that we need lawyers to defend us, to help interpret the law, means they're too goddamn complicated and we shouldn't have to follow them. Damn straight. Like, even the tax code, I understand this as a business owner, it has become so bloated and full of bureaucracy that it's, it is legal criminality. Yeah, They're just milking us yeah. as a population. We're all just trying to, like... We're all just trying to make it, and they just keep taking as the much as they can get. The amount of money they take out of your paycheck for, like, the federal, the state taxes and all of that is absolutely asinine. And then you hear these stories about how the federal government now are doing audits, and this is all coming out because of endless videos. Money is just missing. Missing, yeah, The Department of Defense, oh, we have this division that, yeah, we don't know where that trillion dollars we gave them went. Like, yeah, it's like can't find those documents, sorry. A trillion dollars. Yeah, and it's like, and you're going to charge us, your people, because you, somebody in your little section over there, lost it? Well, somebody got it. Somebody, we're being farmed. Somebody is, somehow, these elites are just like, yep, 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 yep. Oh, they'll never figure it out. And even if they do, what can they do anyways? Yeah. It's so sad. It truly is. But we're fighting back. We're doing podcasts. We're we're trying here. We're trying. Yeah, I do. I for people that listen, I do want the reason I wanted to talk about this stuff. I I wanted to see a bunch of old friends and and meet new people and talk about anything and everything. But I want people to realize that we're all the same and that the only way we can change it is to take action. Like literally, I know how hard it is to not go to Walmart and buy stuff, but like when you need it, you need it. Mm-hmm. But if you cannot buy from a chain to help mom and pop because that's your community. You should, but it's so hard to do sometimes. But maybe by people listening, they'll like, it'll remind them, yeah. I should shop local today instead of going to Walmart. Yeah. You know, and the more we talk, the more we get reminded on a daily basis of like, 
I we honestly think better. we should get rid of like front lawns. Make it a garden. Grow your vegetables. Oh, like I gave why? that dream up a while. You have a farm. I, it's so useless to have just flat green grass. My yard is slowly, slowly coming to fruition. Okay? Really? I got one chunk of yard that got turned all into garden boxes for no, myself. Raised boxes? Yes. My wife's been talking about doing raised boxes. I built them my goddamn self. Really? 13 footers. No. Nice. All by myself. Two inch thick wood that my brother cut for the trees from That's... his woods himself. Really? He milled it on his own little mill. He's living my dream there. I, that's like my, my my next step in homesteading journey. He inherited it from our uncle when he passed. Oh. And he got the woods. I got some cash, which bought me my house. Nice. So like. Heck yeah. And so I was totally. I'm like, you hung out with uncle all the time. It's absolutely right for you to have the land. Right. He, I was like, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I'm going to build me a cabin. I was like. Nice. nice. I was like, what do you. How do you. How, what kind of cabin? He's like, all out of the wood from the land. And I was like. You are living my dream, brother. Oh my God, that's exactly. I have 20 acres. Yeah. And I tried to build my own sawmill, which I failed. I had to buy one. But that's like my dream is to. I don't think I could build a whole. I want to build like a really nice, like in the woods house. Not yes. a cabin. I want like a beautiful woods home. Okay. But my dream was that I have black cherry trees on my property to cut them down, mm-hmm. mill them, and make flooring out of it. So I could say to people that come over, this I made, floor, I did this. I did this. I did this. From scratch, I cut down the tree, dragged it over, debarked it, got it on the mill, cut it down, planed it, put it in the tongue groove, installed that shit, stained it, sealed it, and that's what you're looking at. That's nice. So, let me let me uh so on that same topic, so my brother got this mill because he's got these trees that he's yes. got. It's got like 50 something acres he got, right? He's, oh he's got a bunch God. of trees out in Holland. Like, oh my man. God. So, so he, cool. So he's, he's got all these trees. So he's cutting them down. He gave me seedlings that he got when he broke his leg because I had to raise these trees. Oh, yeah. Like a hundred, there was a 300 trees for yeah. me to raise and like get through the winter. So like I had them at my house all like, yeah, yeah. and I'd rotate them in the sun and like, oh, they were my so little cool. babies. Oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, okay, bro, it's time for you to take your seedlings back. Cause now your legs healed. Now I've had them for like a year. Like they need to go on the ground. They're getting big. <laughs> and then he didn't, he didn't fence them off. So the deer just ate them. Aww. I was like, well, that happens. Yeah. Some of them are living. Some at of them least, did at not. At least it went to. It was nature. a trial and error. It was yeah. a learning experience. So did he, he get them from Erie County? Because yes. I did the exact same yep. thing and all my trees are gone. Yes, he did the exact same thing. Um, some of the trees that I kept though, so I kept an oak tree. I called oh. him Lazarus. Oh, that's so cool. Because that little bitch was eaten by squirrels three times and still came back to life from a little wow. nub. And so his wow. name is Lazarus and now he has a fence around him because I will be damned if they eat him a fourth time. Wow. Uh, so he's very special to me. That's super uh, cool. And then I took three of the preferred pine trees and i stuck five of them in the ground to make a circle because you know fairy circles you know that's me yeah. uh and i was like let's see how many of them live because i put them way too close together yeah so now they're down to three but they're still living so it's been a couple years now so and what kind of trees were they? uh they were a fir pine tree the pine yep. trees with the long needles yeah 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 uh so i got those two so those are that's so little cool. trees. but the the wood is he cut he down cut the trees down and, and then he's it. replacing the trees that he cuts down so he's giving back to the environment wow. is what his idea is no, he's better man than me I did we not. we made a handmade pond Nice. There's fish in there. Handmade? Yeah, we built it. We made it. We made it like happen. There, with a shovel? Like, with big old... With machine... Oh, like, yeah, he made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you call yeah, them. Yeah, things. Yeah, a tractor. Tractors, yeah. Hole, we'll use those. Motor. So he's also inherited the tractor because it came with the land. My uncle oh bought a my big old beast God. of a tractor. Did he hit a freaking gold mine. Yeah, he did. Damn. He did. So we built the pond. It was a family effort. We yeah, built a little pavilion. So 
Uh, we built this big old barn to house the tractor, and that's really all that was there. So yeah. now there's a fancy outhouse that is built all from the lumber from the land. Wow. Because Gary bought his little machine, and he's got some wood from different types of trees that he's drying and trying to figure out how to make a kiln out oh of my God. a semi-truck tractor. Would get along so freaking well. Yeah, man. He's I, living my dream. And That's like, your dream, too? Like that's, Yes. That these are, that's like... You want to talk about passions? I got 20 acres in Franklinville yeah. where I've literally done almost the exact same crap. Yeah. Yeah. So like I only, so I bought myself, uh, it's a, just a quarter acre, but it, it's mine. Yeah. And like, I don't, I didn't learn all the handsy things that my brothers learned. Cause you yeah. know, I was the baby girl. So I was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. learn all those things. But so what? You got so a piece like, of land. It's yours. I got a piece of land. It's mine. And I can do with my lawn what I want to do. Cause I got the biggest plot. So like, I'm going to do things. So I'm, nice. I was like, I'm going to turn the back lawn. I'm, I was like. I'm going to cut down the trees so more sun shines in there and I'm going to put up some fruit trees. And my mom's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I want to have my my food here. Yeah. I want to be able to do it myself. Yes. Uh, and my brother's like, you know, your garage is big enough. And I was like, yes, four. He's like, we could build a sailboat. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm in, bro. Let's do this. So random. Um, so I'm learning the epoxy part of it. Oh, nice. Uh, and we're going to now learn to epoxy, like make those big fancy doors. He wants to do black epoxy with some fancy oak for his uh, outhouse door. Oh, that sounds so cool. So he's so he sent me a picture of a piece of wood just the other day. And he's like, hey, sis, how's that epoxy going? And I was like, I literally just ordered it. it it's literally coming tomorrow. And he was like, good. He's like, I need to turn this into a table. And I was like, I'm with you. We need <sighs> to make some shelves for my bathroom, too, while we're at it. Is so it, like, Isn't crafting your own things, like, very rewarding? It is. And it's very funny to me that, like, so my parents are from Poland. They grew up as farmers, right? So my mom was like, that's not my life though. Like, I don't want to be a farmer. So they, you know, they came to America with her family and all that stuff. And then, you know, she went back to Poland, got my dad, brought him back. He was a Navy boy in the army in oh, wow. Poland. Uh, she married him in Poland and in the United States. So they couldn't take him away from her. <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. It sounds like real love. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, well, I mean, they grew up across the street from each other in Poland. Wow. And she came to America when she was 13 and then went back at 23 to go get him. Wow. Yeah. That's so cute. Isn't it? That's so cute. It's adorable. Cute. And now they're married just 47 years the other day. Oh my God. That's so cute. Yeah. I have all their different anniversaries in my oh. phone. I got the church wedding and the actual like wedding they, wedding. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's funny to me that like, they didn't want that farm life. Like they wanted to, they wanted their children to be raised, to be smart, to be doctors, to be lawyers, What you know, that's what they wanted for us. Yep. And like me and my brothers are like into the crafty stuff. Yep. Like my brother Mark does stuff with wood all the time. Like he, he made me a gorgeous little sign that he burned for me that like smoke like wizards, party like elves or something like that. Oh, like one so of those things. And like the stuff that he makes is super cool. And he like does little woodwork and stuff like Why that. Do people always seem to run away from what their childhood was yeah you know i'm like we always seem to like go to the op like because they were grew up as farmers they want nothing to do with it yeah but because you but grew then up they had kids here, who grew up here and the kids want to go want, back to farmers i know yep i wonder if that's a cycle that just happens they say it's, it's they say it's every up. other generation that like i'm so like we would be living how our grandparents wanted to live like kind of thing like we <laughs> like that kind of is the apparently it skips a generation then it comes back so like however you are your kids are going to be back like how your parents are. yeah and it makes and sense that like that you ever hear the saying that um good men make good times good times make soft men soft men make hard times hard times make 
hard men, hard men make good times. I don't think I've ever heard the whole phrase at once, but yes, I have yeah. heard that. It's the same theory is like, because your life's hard, you try to make it easy for your kids and then your kids get this easy life, but then they make it hard because they're lazy because it's too easy. And then because you grow up as a kid in those hard times, yep. you want to make, you you do hard things to make it easier and like, and the yeah. cycle continues. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So like I, I like I kept all my grandma's recipes. I got like I'm trying to create like the whole like family recipe book because like when grandma passed, I got all her little Polish recipes, and I'm like, well, she didn't tell it to any of us, so like I might as well read it, learn it, figure it out, and then pass it along. Hell yeah! Uh, somebody's got to do it, and so Keeping like the tradition alive. Yeah. So like I, I find it funny that like each of my brothers, we kind of like we we got something to like bring like if we wanted to have an old school community where like we bartered for things yes. like we could make some cool shit in our family oh my family. god you're speaking my language yeah. like uh, i hope that society collapses not because i want that violence and pain and doom and no doom. i think we need a reset yeah a hard reset i want to just no be money at home on my out. farm all the time yes doing cool shit like that meeting up with you and talking and then trading something yeah and then giving you raw milk because I got dairy cows and then you're like, we made this sweet ass store and I'm like, I'll trade you 10 gallons of milk for that yeah. sweet ass store and then we'll put it on my house. It's like, oh man, yeah. that would be the dream. Yeah. But it, our fucking ancestors fucked all this up because now we live in this stupid ass society. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Man. So we're all the same. Yeah. I feel like our generation especially, like, we just want to, like, we. I feel like almost all of us want a hard reset. Like, let's go back to the easy way of, like, let's do a bartering system. Like, what is this cash money thing going on? Like? I, I think, again, we're we're at the unfortunate end of hard men made good times. Yeah. And these good times got corrupted, and now we're heading into hard times. That's fair. They, they say, like, the United States, so they say that society resets itself every, like, what, 250 years or something like yeah. that? And America's at, like, 256 right oh now or, like, God. eight. So, like, we're already past that time frame. So, like, it's any minute now that, like, something should happen. I do feel like things are getting faster and faster and faster. Like, the Great Depression and then the time before the next recession or Great, you know, Depression mm -hmm. was such a long time. But then if you look, they seem to be getting closer and closer and closer yeah. to each other. Because how many freaking natural, or not natural, but how many, uh, like, market falls have we gone through in right. our lifetimes? Like, But I think it's because we have technology and inherently our lives get faster and busier, faster and busier, faster. Yeah. So then the depressions are going to come faster and faster. And then it does kind of feel like that we're getting close to a point because it's like one bad thing after the next, after the bad that it's got to all happen at once at some point and reset everything. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I just, I fear that it doesn't. And then we have to keep doing this shit for the rest of our lives. That's yeah. I told my mom the other day, I was like, I'm halfway to retirement. And she just looked at me and laughed and I was like, come on, don't kill my dream. Like I'm older yeah. than 65. Come on. Uh, yeah. I, I'd have to laugh at it too, because it's not going to happen. I know, but not, not even that's not going to happen because it's a financial thing. And I think you never retire from life until you die. Well, yeah, I just want to have where I want to have enough finances that I can survive in this world. Yes. But I want to have enough time to be able to do the things that and I want to do. Enjoy life. Yeah. Like I really enjoy my garden during the summer. During the winter, do I mind working 14 hour days? No, not so much because I work from home. I don't got to leave it. Sure. You can own my life for those hours. I yeah. don't mind. And I'm salary, so I don't even get paid hourly. So it's, you know, whatever. But like, I don't mind putting in that dedication during that time period, as long as during the summer I can leave at 5.30 and that's my time and I leave and you don't, you can't tell me otherwise because I got shit I want to do. And you get to enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I want to enjoy my life. Some of it. But like, 
we we as people right now like we can't really enjoy it like this nine to five bullshit is not no did you hear about how the american work week started it started in england and the reason that they work from nine to five is because in england the sun comes up at seven or i'm sorry eight for majority of the year so then they started working because Oh, because there was no electricity. Yes, so they needed the, the light to work. They yeah. needed light to work. So nobody did anything because it was so dark. Mm-hmm. But then when it was light out, it was 9 or 8. And then it was 9 was when you started working. And then you stopped at 5 because it was dark by it's, 6 and they didn't the have electricity. Sun started to set. Yeah, they went and they worked with the sun cycle. Yeah, yeah, and then it just carried over to like, but it's such an asinine concept because why do we have to work on that schedule? Well, that's like daylight savings time. The whole oh, reason that that dumb. was created was literally for the farmers. For I the, heard. Because of the sun setting. They so you, you, when the sun that. moves, yeah, you move the time with the day. So this way it moves with when the sun works. I know. It's, Which I is love, the stupidest thing these days because like why? We don't need it. We no. have lights. And it you doesn't matter to us. complicate shit so much by doing it. I know. Well, they say um, this. I love social media videos. There was a scientist talking, it was a clip of a guy talking about how important sleep is. Mm -hmm. And that when we do the spring forward, so you lose an hour of sleep, heart attacks increase by 24%. That's crazy. Because that's how important sleep is and we all get one hour less of sleep. Yeah. And on the inverse. Everybody's cranky that day too. Right. And then in the inverse in fall when we gain an hour of sleep, there's actually like a 24% decrease in heart attacks. Yeah, you because get everybody gets an hour. extra hour yeah. of sleep and it's so important for you. That's crazy. Isn't I never that thought nuts? of Isn't well, that crazy? So in my company, we also work with the Philippines and like they don't do daylight savings time. They only do it because we do like, yeah. So they're, I'm sure they, majority of the world yeah, just does it because we so do So their it. employees get all sorts of confused <laughs> because technically like what happens to that hour? Do you work an extra hour? Like, do we get paid the extra hour? Like, so they get so confused. That specific oh day is gosh. so confusing for that one stupid hour. Oh my gosh. And I always have to sit there and figure out their schedules to make sure that nothing's like out of whack for their like adherence I for the day. And it's like, anything. okay, I think this works. I think this works. Like, it's oh a my god! Damn yeah, we dupa. need it. So, what I think about a lot, and again, part of this podcast, what I'm trying to figure out, we all know these things. Like all the people I talk to, and I talk to a lot of people, and I talk to a very diverse crowd of people. So mm-hmm. it's not like I just talk to ex high, you know, ex high school um, students or. or um, you know, just white males. Like I have black friends. I have. Yeah. I'm a contractor. I meet all time, and we all say these same things. Daylight times is stupid, and and why do we let politicians lie and cheat and steal? And why? Why aren't we changing things? Why are Great we? Question. Why are we allowing lobbying? Lobbying to government. It's legal bribery. Yeah. Why are we not standing up to say we're not changing our clocks? I don't want a heart attack because I need my eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Like, and and I want to get your take on this because, like, how do we do, like, how do we pull together and make our voices heard and change the world? Because you can say all the great mammy-pammy things you want. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to grow my own vegetable garden. Yeah. It's like, people are doing those things, but it's not changing anything. No, it's, it's not, not changing, changing the world. Anything. Yeah. And this, we'll end it with this, because this is where it gets dark for me. <laughs> okay, deal. You were, we were raised to think that there's only two ways to change government in the world. Yeah. Vote 
or violence. And you yep. can't do violence. Don't right. do violence. And you get shit from voting. Right. So we really don't have two options. No. Because you can't be violent. But then this is where I can circle this back to the topic of AI. In all reality, the reason the Second Amendment was written was because we need to have guns for a tyrannical government. Yep. Because I would argue that the government right now is tyrannical. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And they're not going to listen to us because voting really doesn't matter to them. Like I said, you get voted in as a good person, you have to become a sleazeball to play the game at that level. Look at the whole Trump situation. Like, Thank you. So it's like, you're leaving me with no option except to get violent. And then like the January 6th thing, this is a hot take. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were terrorists or bad people. Do I think they did some dumbass shit for a dumb reason? Yes. But the idea behind the fact that people were angry enough about something to storm our Congress and make our Congress people scared because what the Congress people have done is not correct, that's an idea worth getting behind. I, they I, should be yes. afraid of us because they work for us. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that anymore. No. It feels like taxation without representation, which is what started the American Revolution. Damn straight. But obviously I don't want to get violent. I have kids. I can't take that risk. Yeah. So like I had this idea, and this is my view on it, is like we need to band together through modes of like this and talk to each other and not pay our taxes. Just withhold them. Just if we all collectively withheld our taxes from town, county, state, and federal, it would implode in a week. You think employees are going to show up to work when they're not getting paid? Yeah. They're I mean, not going to show up to work when the paychecks stop coming in. When uh, Look at COVID and that whole situation that happened. What did that, like, that should have been an eye-opener for us that, like, companies really don't give a shit. Right. And if they, if you do work for a company that does give a shit, that's great. But are they not exploiting you for some of your things? Like, are they not forcing you to work, like, at your 110% and they're only paying you for your 75? Correct. And, yeah. and And the only way we can control it other than voting and violence is money. Yeah. Like, it's the only way you and can And they're withholding that. that from us, too. I, well, again, I, I think this is the key is bringing more community back, more... The, the internet is, like, the greatest thing that have ever happened because oh, yeah. if this message can get to all Americans across the world one day, and I'll keep repeating this till the day I die, that, like, we need to band together. That's why they call them the 1%. Yeah. There's only 1% of those human beings. The 99% of us are living the consequences because of what they decide. Yeah, yeah. we. I absolutely agree. We need to band together. Absolutely. And I mean, no matter what your difference is, no matter your your sexual background, your whatever, your religion, none of that matters in the in the eye of this, in, in the what truly matters. Yeah. Is that we're human beings on earth and we, we can, because we are a society, change it. Yeah. But we have to band together on the things that are truly important, like I'm not saying religion is not important, but keep that for the conversation between you and your community. And it we was it need... was supposed to be separate. Religion and state are supposed to be separate. Oh, hundred percent. And you can't have the two together because then you're you're picking one religion. Yeah. You, you, yes, absolutely. Which is the whole like, aren't you fair. supposed to be? We're free for everybody. Correct. Like, how are you going to choose one religion over the other ones now? In this kind of like, you're 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 being a hypocrite. The government's being a hypocrite about I, it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to end it with that because it's almost nine o'clock. We're two and a half hours in. Deal. 
Thank you for being my third guest. I am so pumped to be your third guest. Thank like three you. is my favorite number. So oh, this is like That's awesome. I was born on all threes. Three third month, third day, three oh three AM, third child, a whole bunch of other threes. So like I was excited to be the third. It's a number meant to be for you. It was see? Meant to be. Bye everybody. <laughs>